What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. Be there, be there, be there. Coming to you from the high desert. Mojave with a H. (laughs) (laughs) Try that one again. Off Route 66. 50,000 watts of power. Not live, but we're here. Try one more time. Which part? Uh, the whole thing? I'm mean, not the whole thing. We're like 50,000 50, watts. And, uh, coming to you from the high desert. It's 50,000 watts. All right, of, all right, I got it. Something. Okay. 50,000 watts. Stand, stand by again. We'll do it again. It's okay. 50,000 watt blowtorch blowing in your face. High winds off the Mojave. 66 cars and stuff. Airports <laughs> in a hangar. Yeah, I think we got it on that one. Okay, good. You like that one? I hope you guys like our new intro. That was Paul. Yeah. <laughs> mark, mark that. Bookmark oh, that one. Paul, I worked at a radio station for five minutes. Gains. <laughs> got fired. How long? You did get fired. Would you play Dark Side of the Moon beginning to end or something it like was, that? It uh, was, I know it's overplayed now. It really is kind of, but it was, it was a wish you were here at the time. That's where we got fired. Because it was some, it was some stupid fucking song that we didn't like. My, my buddy of mine did not like. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, because we, people loved us. They would do the stoners, drunk people, like, like late at night, Friday, yeah. Saturday night. Yeah, of course. They would kind of have a little bit of following on campus. And, uh, we did what we thought was appropriate for them. College music at the time, late at night on the weekends. And, uh, so during the evening of one of our, our, uh, stints we had there, we said, all right, let's play this shitty song. And I can't remember what it was. Just a horrible song that we would never would have chosen, you know? And then... Then we'll let it go for like a minute or so, and then we'll just fuck it up. We'll scratch it, and then we'll we'll stop that, and then fade in. We'll do wish you were. I think it was wish you were here. Pretty sure about that part. And they'll be they'll be awesome. So so we did that, and we had a bunch of calls. People were starting to call because they were complaining about the song we were. I mean, they were just they just called immediately because they hated the song, the first one. They oh okay you know because they were mad the first were, song the song they're all were, getting stoned and they were happy with what was going hey, on hey man stop fucking playing like right. eight six seven five three oh nine or whatever so, boring yes, song it was so so then then uh, then we were scratching it, and the whole idea was we said oh, we'll just do it for a handful of seconds and then because he, he was scratching and I I turned on the other one, whatever it was we had it t- figured out well I thought it'd be funny to make him scratch it for longer you know I I I, I just let it <laughs> I let it dragged out I dragged it out <laughs> he's going. Like, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Right. So I tuned him down and turned mine up, and and that's where we got fired because the station manager came in there, and didn't think it was funny. He heard all about it, and the station manager. What, right. So is he actual station manager? Or was a campus radio he station? He was a right campus. He was like a graduate student, or he was a senior. Or we were he was we were freshmen. He was a junior or something. Oh yeah, he sounds. I don't know. He, he sounds like just an asshole. He kind of had one of, those, oh, well. one of those mock radio voices, too, that he came up with. So, Oh, that's those are always the best. You mean like the one you tried to do in the beginning? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> Very painful. I'm just playing So around. what year was that? Those 82, maybe? 80, graduated 81, so eight, like eight, maybe so 81, 82? Been, yeah, it was probably 82. I don't think I did it immediately. Probably 82. What were you doing around, say, 1990? Because this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately in the past five to six weeks. Because one, uh, we have a '90s party at Blackbridge Brewery on July 13th. So that's a Saturday, mm-hmm. and then uh, two weeks after that, 
is my 20-year class reunion, class of 99, which was okay. the end of, So I've been putting together a music playlist and shit like that. And it's like the, I don't normally get too nostalgic because I just remember it and it was cool. Sure. And it was 25 years ago or whatever. But like doing this, helping put some of this stuff together has really forced me to go through some things. Like I rewatched the CNN series, the 90s. Because I knew when those events happened, like the big events and news events and cultural things mm-hmm. like that, but putting it, in, putting filling in the gaps of things that I was a little bit too young to absorb. Right. You know what I mean? Like it, it, I was 18 in 1999. You were 18 in 1981. Right. So how much did you pay attention? Actually, I was to, probably. I was 17 when I graduated. Yeah, because you graduated like a few weeks before your birthday. Right. Right. I always liked that. Why? <laughs> Just because I was 17, I was like, okay, I'm 17. I'm not 18, I'm 17. I'm out of here. I'm at 17. You know I'm I mean? 17, I can tell the school to fuck off because it's more so the school told you to fuck off. Right. Like, You're not I, leaving by your choice. <laughs> get out of here. You just, like, can you just leave. We are done dealing with you, young master games. graduating class was almost 800 people. Jesus. Yes. Wow. That's a lot of white suburban <laughs> yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> In Cobb, most of those, Cobb County. You know, most of those people, <laughs> oh, Lord, most of those people uh, mm. now are all over Facebook spreading minion memes. Oh, so God, thank you for yes. not being one of those people. No, I saw that. I'm going, what the fuck is going on? It's, I, I, I don't know, man. I, it's feeble brain. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So I, here's feeble my, brain. Anyway, so, so 1990. Let's, let's talk so, about 1990. What okay. were you doing in 1990? Well, here's my, here's my historic marker. Here's how I, I, I have to use this as a trigger around the early 90s because this seriously I use the Gulf War as a as a marker okay which I think was what 92 no 90 to 91 okay yeah I don't think it got when all did the, the first there. Gulf War you know with Schwarzkopf yeah it was uh H Norman Schwarzkopf it was uh it was a Bush one in uh Schwarzkopf okay Gulf. You guys didn't even know we had a Gulf War one, did you? Nope, didn't know that. You had no idea. Well, I mean, well, it was. It's a, been kind of ongoing. Was since. it a declaration of war? Did they actually declare war? No, I thought they did. I because I remember. Okay, so I gotta. I, maybe I should Wait. do some research on this because in my brain, you know, 1990, I was nine years old. So like, you only can absorb so much detail at nine years old and still mm-hmm. remember it. But I seem to remember something be called Desert Shield and then Desert Storm. And I, right. I thought my stepdad told me that Desert Shield, you know, he was a military guy. I think that was a buildup to it. De- Desert, well, Desert Shield was the police action and Desert Storm was the war. Was the I, actual, yeah. I thought that's what that was, but I, I might not be, that might not be well, we're correct. Gonna, we're going to figure that out right now. We're going to figure that out. So, so you're saying it was 90 to 91. I thought it was like 92. We were still, it was still... August second, nineteen ninety, to uh, February twenty eighth, nineteen ninety one. Okay, it wasn't even a year. Okay, so that, that uh, opened so that up the decade. Well, wait a second. Oh, Gulf War, codenamed Operation Desert Shield, nineteen ninety ninety one, for operations leading up to leading to the buildup of troops and defense of Saudi Arabia, and then Operation Desert Storm. In its combat phase, was an actual war waged by coalition forces. That was ninety one. January 91 to February uh, of 91. So like that was, it was the the, the, the actual, the buildup. Uh, that's what I thought. It was Desert Shield. Right. And then the actual combat that happened. What, here's what I Desert do. Storm. I didn't know that. So I just, I, now you people know that. Here's what I do remember is there was a lot of, uh, I was in South Carolina at that time in uh, Manning, South Carolina, working on other airplanesies. And then the <laughs> war started 
And uh, so after after work, we would all go over to someone's local house there that was near the airport a lot. And let's, let's just watch the war because this was on CNN all the time. It was one of the first uh, yeah. wars that was like... Like live. That was live. That, yeah. That, yeah. That's like I, all in CNN with 24-hour news. Right. So you could watch Which it. was kind of a new thing then. Yeah, it was new-ish. So you could go there and, all right, let's going to watch the war. Check it out. Going to get some burgers and watch the war because it was kind of a big... And Schwarzkopf was kind of a, you know, he was the... The consummate general at the time, he was like a old school kind of Patton kind of guy. Very much so. Big yeah. dudes, kind of, kind of scary. He looked like yeah. he could still handle himself if he needed to. And it was really good in front of the camera, and he was good around his yeah. troops. And he rose to that position for it was obvious reasons. You know, you could just tell. So uh, we would do that, and uh, so that's what I was doing in 1990, starting out. I, that's what I remember very heavily. And then coming back to Atlanta like a year or two later, and. Uh, Hooking up with my ex girlfriend, or I, I, I left. Yeah, I left a girl. A girl. I left a girl. Left a woman uh, back in Atlanta, and then uh, looked her up again. Went, ah, I'm gonna see what she's doing. I remember calling her. I was in the Home Depot parking lot. I said, I'm gonna just look her up before I go in and buy my lumber, whatever I was. Doing. You were in the Home Depot parking lot. How did you look her up? Well, I, I prayers. I, I said no. I don't remember if I still had her number or whatever it was. I don't. I just don't recall. Did you have a Rolodex in your <laughs> no, truck? I probably did. <laughs> A Rolodex for you young people out there. No, yeah. you can Google it. We actually it. have one here still. Yeah, I know, and I think it's really funny. They are like actual a, handy. All the ab- absolute, like like the this cutting-edge cool shit that you have in here, and you yeah. still have a Rolodex. I think a lot it's of, like the stupid fucking fax machine at my work. I think a lot of offices still have Rolodex. It was like, Ashley still uses it. She goes, let's put that in here, whatever. It's just better well, to have sometimes. You know what? It's It might be a little more accessible than getting on your phone and doing that. Your phone right. will hold more, obviously. Yeah, oh, yeah. But I could see where a Rolodex would be really handy, especially like, for her, because she can just reach over with her left hand, have the phone in the right, and then flip that Rolodex and be like, boom, 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 and done. That's right. faster. That's faster and more efficient. It's like it's like for right now, you're taking, you're making notes in a little notebook, right? And uh, and be, I, I was making notes in a small notebook today at lunch, and some I saw a young couple, probably in their mid twenties, and I think they were kind of actually laughing at me making notes. Because he's like the old guy making notes in a notebook. He has a right. pen. Oh, look at that. A pen. That's nostalgic. A pen. How quaint. <laughs> but then then Ame came over and she goes, because I had like a stack of them. And I and maybe you've noticed this. Each one of my little brown books is a different topic. You know, Absolutely. One is for museum. One's for this. One's for that. She goes, that's a good idea. And I said, yeah, I'd rather do this than have the my phone and figure out which page. And then it's small. And then I got to pinch it. And I said, it's just quick for making, jotting things down sometimes. Yeah. And I have a shitload of notes. In my phone also for just other stuff. And normally that's if I'm in my hotel or waking up in the morning and I, and I, I want to make a just a, a no, quick note. And you have like an idea about something. You're like, right. I just want to do this real quick. I, right. I, yeah, so I have, they all have, thir- their I have 31 notes in mine. That's it? But I, Yeah, that, that's I it. A, oh, I, have a, I have a couple hundred. Well, I have a goddamn, Paul. See, I have a few that are some are really old shopping lists. I think there's rhubarb in there from 2014, Jesus. probably on a list of rhubarb. Well, I mean, I have certain things like uh, for you Ohio folks, a BK root beer stand, their uh, Spanish dog sauce, which is delicious. And no, I'm not going to give it out. That that's on a oh, that's a recipe. Yeah, uh, I, that, uh, so it's on my notes. This might be fun. Uh, different mm. names for beer. Oh Christ, I forgot about this one. Gemutlik, Gemutlik beer, Trunkelweizen, Bavarian Bliss, Shatter, Peppercorn, Wheat and with Lemongrass, Unicorn Piss, 
Both Joe and I have iPhones, which I'm sure that's the same kind of a note app for any. Yeah. Apple oh, yeah. No, they do. Uh, oatmeal, cookie brown, sweet orange chocolate. Oh, turn down for wheat. Oh, fuck. I can't believe I fucking turned turn down for wheat. Turn down for wheat. Oh, my God. Yeah. The last time I updated this was 2014. So don't you people fucking oh, judge me. Oh, I have me. team trivia names here. I've got three right now. Oh, do you? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, two. I'm sorry. Only two. Knights of the Black Bridge, which is a like a a, a, a homebrew club that I will eventually put together. It's uh, in, in our... Uh, what is it called? Uh, like a slogan or whatever is "Infermento Veritas." Is that pro- is that proper? Yes. Okay, I, I thought so. so. What is this note? I don't know, man. D- just read read that. Am I reading out loud? It's, it's, go ahead. Twelve five five three minutes sick. <laughs> Folks. <laughs> Seriously. Now I know. Take a screenshot of that what, and po- post the, that. Here's a maybe. Note I found. Yeah, here's a note for you. And I wish you could screenshot the the crack in your fucking screen. It's it's like I'm hanging out with a child. It got stepped on by a drunk, literally. Though the hobo was the hobo that was yeah that was, by poop, the kiosk. was hey man, you know what you shouldn't do you shouldn't poop in the alley. Yeah, that's a good idea. I he told you not to. Well, poop no, in the alley? Well, he he said. Well, like, you didn't follow your own advice there, but we're, we're working on a kiosk downtown. Did we ever talk about this on the podcast? So we're working on this kiosk, and we're out there at night. We're looking at some lights, trying to see how it's going to look at night. Yeah. And this guy came by. Came by, and he was uh, he was really really drunk. Oh, speaking of really drunk guys coming by at the uh, first Friday, which we had my glider there and the other airplane. Yeah. There's a couple of dudes. I think it's a couple of resident guys that live there in the park. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I see. I see. The, the same guys like charging their phone in the morning and stuff. Yes. I'm getting off work. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So there's uh, there's a uh, a dude there, and uh, he was hanging out with us, trying to ask questions about the airplanes. And he, he was really really drunk. I mean, it, seriously, a 15 foot radius, and he just reeked of alcohol. Sweet. So it happens. He knows how to party. So he finally he goes. I'm gonna go get a drink. And we went. Yeah, it's a good idea. I think you ought to get another one. And uh, and so. So I told TJ was there, TJ Finn, shout out. He was on a podcast a few handful of episodes ago. Said, I think I got a contact drunk off that guy. I think I'm pretty <laughs> sure I just had to stand here. Anyway, so we got one of those. We're downtown. We're doing the lights. And they, they thought it was nice that we were fixing up the kiosk. This looks really nice. I said, yeah, we're trying to keep it good. Trying to, I'll tell my people not to mess with it. You know, I went, oh, that's good. Yeah, that would be a good idea. I would like this to stay nice. So your people. I mean, that's cool that yeah. he has people, and he would tell people that he has people. He's a is he a, like a hobo president? I think he, I think he is. He's <laughs> not sure which founding board members are he's dealing with, or they have to make a. Anyway, so then he left, but then he came back, and he goes something very close to, and you know, you know what else? No, what else? I'm gonna tell my people not to poop in the alley anymore. I went. I'm with you on that. That's a good idea, too. Thank you. That's I, I, a good idea. You tell your people not to poop in the alley. Thank you. Ridiculous. And eventually you woke up. I'm not making fun of and This happens to people. It happens, man. It, it absolutely know. happens. So I'm not making fun of them. I just, it, was a, it was a funny moment. It was one of the funniest moments. And then, I did, and then somehow he stepped on your phone. Yes. I had my phone mistakenly. It was up on a little little kind of up on a step behind me. I, I just didn't want to, I, I didn't have the right pants for my phone or something. So I just set it back there with. And you set it upside down. Some other cleaner. Yeah, it was upside. You would just sit back there and went, all right, cool. And then he, he was getting kind of, getting kind of close with Diana. He, he kind of was snuggling up to her. Yikes. Yeah. It's the wrong person <laughs> to do that to. Right. So she was kind of, okay, okay, whatever. And then he kind of, he's kind of behind me. 
and I'm looking down with whatever. And then I actually Jasmine was there and I blamed it, you know, and then I picked up my phone. I went, did you step on my phone? She goes, I didn't go, go back there at all. I went, well, it wasn't me. Cause I was, I know where it was. And she goes, I think that, I think that guy did. I went, he wasn't really close to me. She goes, no, he was right behind you. He probably put his foot out, you know, to balance. This is a really exciting story. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's go back to the first Gulf War. <laughs> so I have a cracked phone now. So now a, you have a cracked phone. And Kevin is going to be replacing it. And he, I, oh, saw, cool. him, I saw him yesterday's uh, Flamingo party with uh, Julia there. And uh, I said, my phone's still cracked. And he, it's kind of an ongoing joke because if I just call him up and go to where he is, he'll do it. But I haven't really. You know, I've been busy. Been kind of. Yeah, busy. I know how you are. You're always busy. Yeah. So anyway, uh, that looks bad. So what about '95? What were you doing in '95? Oh God. Oh, I was living with said girlfriend. I looked up. Um, you guys were together that long? Well, I looked her up, and no, I came back. I came back in uh, when the war was over, like '92, '93. <laughs> he came back when the war was <laughs> over. It sounds like you went and fought in the war. Yeah, we. You sound like Frank from from Always Sunny when he talks about <laughs> Vietnam. You know, it's uh, Danny DeVito's character. He's just a shady fucking shady guy. You're like, yeah, you always talk about like how you lost a lot of guys in Vietnam. Well, yeah, we did. You were in Vietnam from 83 to 89 operating a sweatshop, <laughs> and we lost a lot of good men. Most of them were boys. See, this sounds, that's what it fucking sounds like. This, no, sounds, just like, um, from. this sounds just like the wedding crashers when, when they're picking up all the girls. Lost a lot of good men out there, you know? Yeah, lost a lot of good men. And she goes, with Dude. the Yankees? Yeah, the trades and, <laughs> <laughs> and just picked it right up. That is a brilliantly written movie. It is a very so funny. so funny. Uh, anyway, so so anyway, yeah. So you I, moved in after, I looked the, after up, the war, I, <laughs> being I, the war and, hero and I, you were. And I lived in in Buckhead, and uh, this was the the woman I was telling you about, whose um, father was a well known attorney in the Madison slash Chicago. Oh, area. when you guys went to the airport to rent a car, that's when you know someone's famous, right? Right. Rent, rent a car and. They're like, oh, you know, we got a famous attorney yeah, here. Yeah, she goes, oh, McManus. She's like typing in there to rat-a-tat-tat the woman, and she goes, oh, we have a famous attorney uh, named McManus in this area, and she kind of goes, that's my dad. So, fucking, did you get a free upgrade at least with I me? Upgrade. Upgrade. I saw there he had, he's one of those attorneys though that has also pu- a big fucking yeah. Uh, uh, what do you want to call it? Damn it! The big advertising sign. What are the what are the big? I don't know. It's signs? like a giant board with Billboard on it. Billboard. There it is. Thank you, billboard. Oh my god. Paul's lost it. I have. That's what happens when you live through the '90s. And he's the only guy that had uh, apparently privately owned land in Alaska, north of the Arctic Circle. Right. That's where him and his cabal of uh, people go flying up there, food. and they were doing gold mining and stuff. This is like in the eighties and nineties; they go up there and do gold. There are people I've, I've seen shows on what used to be called the History Channel. I mean, it's still called that; it's just not really history. No, there's sh- there's people that's what they do for like four or five weeks a year, yep. and then they live off of it. Yeah, but like that's their their vacation. Well, these guys sounds like a vacation. It sounds like a lot of hard fucking work. These guys already had a lot of money, or they had they had some hired help too, I guess. But anyway hired help they probably hunt humans probably i don't know what's going on up there north of the arctic circle you know if you're the only private citizen that owns property up there maybe it's changed by now but maybe who works for harp could be but then then you have to wonder again he was wealthy but so this is just something that they would do you know it's like a guy if they got zero gold it wasn't going to change our life at all right so, and they can all laugh about it and right oh we're fl- up there doing drinking whiskey and smoking big fat cuban cigars and 
panning or not panning. I can't see him. Yeah, they had sluices going. I imagine they're up there. Yeah, right? I don't think they like don the minor hat. <laughs> it's like the flipped up bill in the front. The scraggly beard, the overalls. Overalls pulled up way high. Real high where you can kind of see everything. Yeah. Yeah. Smelling. They just look like 49ers. Uh, Not not the team, the actual people. Anyway, so that's what I was doing in the the mid-90s. I was still with her. Maybe maybe we broke up by then. But this was key. This this is peak Buckhead, folks. Buckhead was a little was a suburb years ago, years ago from Atlanta, like a northern suburb. It's no longer a suburb. It's just swallowed up by Atlanta. But it was the the place to go bar hopping. And yeah, it sounds know. like the way you've talked to me about it or mentioned it, it sounds like a higher class version of Fremont Street or yes. old Old Town Scottsdale if you've ever been there. Yeah, or even like the Gas Lamp, yeah. Gas Lamp District in San Diego. There, there were I, there were Bar after there were some chunks of it that were I don't know five or more bars in a row that were all together and you could walk from bar to bar right through doors just going to different bars and stuff they're all connected they had balconies up there they had rooftop stuff there was just it was the place to go it was uh, they had nice restaurants too during the day but I am told I've been down there since and I'm going back to Atlanta here in about a week or so but I'm told it's all gone now you know it's all now those were older buildings were kind of cool but it's now all high rise condos and stuff oh, like that's that. shitty it's apparently just level they they say and it's not there anymore that's where we'd go play uh what was the name of the irish pub go play uh, darts and drink a lot of guinness and like dart tournaments and stuff it was a lot of fun uh kind of like the name like the bull and finch you know the restaurant yeah and, yeah yeah it's kind of like that i forgot what god dang it i forgot what they wait bull and finch isn't it the place that's next door to cheers prince and something something prince prince of wales that then there may have been a place called the Prince an of Wales. Irish pub called Prince of yeah, Wales. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense. Nope. It's more of a that would be Welsh. Yeah. It's like here, here's your complimentary sheep. <laughs> that's a terror. That's a that's a joke for one of our Ten listeners. Ten minutes in the bathroom with sheep. Oh Lord. <laughs> Wales, where the men are men and the sheep are afraid. So that's what I was doing mid nineties. Well, how old are you? You weren't you were like ten. You were like I fifteen, ten, five. But Twenty-two. No, it's twelve, five, five, six, twelve, or whatever the fuck your <laughs> note was. I don't understand what's going on. I, I don't recognize that note. I, no, I I don't know. I'm surprised that you, you, that you don't you can't recall. Anyway, so 1995 was my that that was the beginning of my freshman year. Oh, that fall was my freshman year. So I was I was 14. Okay. And uh, you were probably heavy in the music then too, though. Oh, you were probably, I got that's. Were you into the '90s typical grunge fuck, '90s? Are you kidding me? It's yeah. disgusting <laughs> how bad I was into it. Like to the point where when when Kurt Cobain died, when everybody found out, my mom was like, "I know he's going to be like your John Lennon, so if you want to stay home from school today, that's okay." And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay." <laughs> You're like, "Thank you, Thanks. mom." But I was I was yeah. I was bummed out. I still get bummed out. Uh, like a, for my birthday this year, Mike uh, got me um, Nirvana's Unplugged 180 oh, gram vinyl, yeah, and yeah. it sounds so good. And that album is so, that 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 show is so good from beginning to end, and it and it you know kind of takes me back. But yeah, this uh, kind of halfway forced nostalgia with with having to help plan for certain events like the class reunion and uh, uh, not really I'm not really involved that much in the planning phase I just threw out a few ideas to the person mm-hmm. who's organizing but it but I like also I'm putting together DJ stuff. or band DJ so it's Jeremiah uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah okay. is going to be DJing okay. it which is cool because he's a grade younger than me mm-hmm. and I asked him like what well, are you going to DJ next year and he's like no I think you should DJ it next year 
like you mean uh, next like year, me, next like year. next year for his class for his twenty year, oh, his okay. next year, yeah. yeah. I'm like, I fucking probably won't. But anyway, uh, so it's forced me to kind of reflect and get nostalgic and listen to stuff. There's, oh shit, do you remember Jock Jams? I don't. I don't. I'm gonna say no right now unless you refresh my recollection. Jock Jams was a compilation album. It was the first the first one came out, I think, 94, maybe 93. And it was a compilation of songs that they play as hype music at, like, football games and basketball games and shit like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, And yeah. so there's a it, – it's just – it's like a mixtape. Sure. Or mixed CD. So I know what it is now. Yeah. I so, never okay. knew it was called yeah, that. And it was okay. always – it was advertised on TV or, like, now the now music. The now, that's what I call music, volume one through – I think they're up to 200 now. Okay. That was, like – What's going on, like, the, the year-end review? Like, these are the biggest hits. These are the 20 biggest hits of this year. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, going through those is like, holy fuck, this is embarrassing that we used to listen to this. Mm-hmm. But, no, I listened to – I was a pop guy. Like, I listened to pop radio for the most part until I was probably, like – I put it this way. I listened to Casey Kasem or uh, – I can't think of the other guy. Casey Kasem. Yeah. What does he say? uh Keep your feet on the ground and, and keep, keep reaching, reaching for the, for the stars. stars. Yeah. Right. I can't think of the other guy's name. There's another guy, Shad Stevens, Shadow Stevens. That oh, guy. there was another. He, um, he did top forty for a while. That's the top forty that was piped into my local like top forty station. And there's another Sunday guy nights. that was kind of funny though. There was a funny there, guy. I know you'll know his Rick sh- Dees. Yes, Rick Dees. Yeah, he was in La Bamba. Okay. He played a DJ. Okay. Rick. <laughs> in La he, Bamba. he was kind of funny. He is. He he yeah. was funny. I think I presume he still is. I don't know if yeah. he. He, he might not be funny anymore. I mean, to be in a bad attitude. He's got some trauma. He's mad that he's not Casey Kasem. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I listened to Top 40 Countdowns Sunday, every single Sunday night until I was probably 14. And then uh, I, I, at that point, that's when I kind of discovered uh, more or uh, less mainstream stuff. Uh, I started hanging out with a lot of band nerds when I was in eighth grade because I was able to march with the ninth graders. Mm-hmm. And got and those music nerds, man, they know they just fucking know everything. There's all sorts of crazy shit. So I was very fortunate to hang out with a bunch of a whole a very diverse crowd of people, mm-hmm. and got to experience a shitload more music than I was listening to on the top forty. Okay, so, so I, I was, have this great mix of that. I was pretty much no question heavily into the grunge stuff, but yeah. what would you say the quintessential like mid nineties uh, pop, well known pop music was then? Christ. Uh, like it'd be like the 95, 96. I mean, honestly, uh, no doubt. No okay. doubt was a big one. That yep. was huge. Yeah. Cause they, I mean, it, it seemed like overnight girls went from wearing like, I don't know, like just jeans and like a, like a baby doll t-shirt, right. regular neckline. And they went from doing that to wearing like baggy pants with suspenders, white t-shirt. And then their hair went mm-hmm. from like, I don't know, like a regular fucking ponytail to these little tiny mini ponytails. I don't even know what they're mm-hmm. called. It's like a, it's like 50 little buns around that. And it was straight up from a no doubt music video that Gwen Stefani was wearing. That it's like all of a sudden all the girls in my high school were dressing like that. And like this four non blondes was in the nineties too, but that was one hit that was, wonder. And they were one hit wonder and they were before they were, they oh, were, they were the, late eighties. Yeah, no, 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 no. Well, before mid nineties. Yeah. They were like probably, I want to say 92 to 93 is okay. when that, when that song came out. Um, you have to understand, like, I have a pretty shit memory when it comes to a lot of things. But for some reason. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, f- I forget. Okay. Before I came out here, I was over at a friend's house. You know, I was over at Kat's house for, like, a little barbecue thing just to see her. She was she left or whatever. Mm-hmm. 
And prior to that, I'm like, all right, I need this, 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 and this. I can't forget this. And I go inside and I drive away and I forget and I turn, I have to turn around and go back. And Some I items forgot. you were bringing to the Yes, thing. and then I fucking did the same thing on the way to Maverick. So you got a little notes thing on your phone. I know phone. I have a notes app. I just fucking... You fuck. want a notebook and a pencil? I should get a notebook and a pencil. <laughs> so, so terrible. But I just like forgot this, forgot that, drove away from Maverick, forgot to get ice, which is the one reason I fucking stopped there. And I saw, I got distracted and saw other things. And I'm like, I want to buy this too and bring this. And then I forgot the fucking ice. Mm-hmm. So that, there's things like that. But I remember when I remember where I lived when certain things happened or certain music happened because I remember where when I, where I was when I first started listening. That's kind of what I knew. That. I was in South Carolina and the Gulf War started. Right. And it, because you remember the 90s. topically exactly. Or like yeah. I re- the only reason I remember the uh, Berlin Wall coming down is because my bus driver was talking about it because it was on the news. That was back when you saw radios and, and mm-hmm. buses. Mm-hmm. So he, I was you know eight years old, nine years old, and he was Wait, talking about it. They 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 listened to radio in the. They had a radio on in the bus. Yes. When there were speakers in the bus, yeah, not like it wasn't your personal radio or something. You had no, had. no, no. It was like in the no dash shit. of the bus. We yes. never had that. Oh well, that's what happens when you have a country school. <laughs> country school that's, I'm sure, underfunded to shit and graduating class is 55. Oh. Like it's a, I, I mean, a little tiny school. But yeah, well, why would you have a? I'm saying you would think that I don't. I don't know. It's just weird to me to have a. It was like an AM radio. It was. Okay. This is a very old bus. Okay. This is the buses that now people are converting into fucking RVs and shit. It's very like probably a 1950s, 1960s. Kind of the Uber. cool thing they're doing now. They're kind of yeah, some yeah. Of those. Okay. Yeah, that bus driver's name was Bruce, and he was a fucking asshole. Wow. And I can now say that I, I, Bruce probably died 20 years ago. I don't give a shit. I, I, mm-hmm. I wish I would have known when he died. He's like no, one it, of the like the South Park female bus driver, just screaming at the kids all the time. Yeah. What did you say? Basically, yeah, but in a deeper voice. He used to call me a bonehead. He called me stupid. And then he, he, like, he. he, So he kind of nailed it. Yeah, he did. (laughs) He did. But he also, like, you you know, my route used to be about 30 minutes less. uh, It used to take 30 minutes less until you moved here. Oh. I'm like, uh, okay. I'm like 10. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you telling me that You're for? You're like, thank you, yeah. Fucking dick, you old piece of shit. You dried up stinky asshole. Do they make a salary? Yeah. They pay by the hour. That's what I, 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 don't, I have no anyway, idea. I'm trying to out why he'd be complaining. I, I think probably just because he was old and didn't want to be a bus driver anymore. Yeah. And he was looking to take it out on some kid. Sure. I wish I would have had like a some sort of quick wit or big mouth back then. And I just didn't. And I was like, and I was complete, total culture shock because I had just moved to... Ohio we, from we, Tucson. We had a, uh, a this is before the, well during high school. This is my early years in high school. I was actually living on the this this band of areas where they they literally bust us some a, a chunk of white people into a black school. This was in uh, I was in Cobb County and they bust us into the down downtown Marietta Square area. There was a, we were closer to two other white schools, but they went all right. You guys are gonna go over here. They kind of. To integrate, force, add, force, add some white, yeah, yeah. force integration. It and it sounds like it's in the fifties. It wasn't, of course. It was in the in the uh, late seventies, but it was it was kind of going on. But uh, we had a, a cool bus driver there that, had, that wore cowboy boots all the time. A woman, pretty sure she was gay. She wasn't like a hot cowboy boot. You've seen those, obviously. Those are those are nice. She wasn't one of those that wears like more tight jeans and cowboy <laughs> boots and a woman that you would a bus driver you would fantasize about. She wasn't one of those. Right. Unless you were probably gay. Unless you were into was, that. Yeah. So anyway, her, her nickname was Boots. Hey, Boots, what's up? She was really nice, really cool. She had these big undulating hills, 
kind of like uh, they're out here on what's what's uh, Louise is out here for us. Those you, yeah. no, one, no one knows what we're talking about here, but you know those kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. She would go as fast as she could on the, these segments of roads that were like that, just so we would go flying up in the air in the back, <laughs> not to not to hurt us. On you know, she was like, she we, sounds amazing. Yeah, she was really cool. It was boots, lesbian boots. I had a bus driver when I was in junior high named Rita, yeah. and <laughs> and Rita would she wouldn't do shit like that. But she would definitely do things like if she was if she would do shit like this. She wouldn't drive fast, but like if kids were acting up, it was like a whole group of them. There's definitely times I remember her brake checking the whole fucking bus. It's all and you hear this, <laughs> the sound you hear was Prat. it was just a whole bunch of people's faces hitting, hitting, hitting the back hitting of the back of the seat in front of them. <laughs> and at one time I remember like these two two boys started fighting like up toward the front. I was mm-hmm. in high school. I think they were like junior high. Because it was a high school and junior high bus, and the high schoolers always sat in the back because fuck the junior high kids. That's mm-hmm. why, apparently. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting back there. I think I was a freshman, and somebody uh, she's like, "You boys need to stop fighting." And one of them goes, "Fuck you, Rita!" And she comes back. She's like, "Oh hell no!" She's like this <laughs> giant black lady coming back at him. I mean, she, she's she, like, she was black, or she turned into she a was black, black lady. No, she was. But she oh. already. She wasn't. She was like the Hulk. <laughs> She was like the Hulk, but she oh, went black. Hell oh, hell no. no. <laughs> like her fucking pantsuit rips open. No, she, she, no, she's like, oh, hell no. She pulls off into like a like on the side of the road. She didn't even pull into like a parking lot or anything. She just pulled over, flipped the lights on, put it in park, and fucking got, got up. And started. I'd never seen her get out of the seat. I'd never actually seen her walk. Because, because she'd she, been my best friend. Her life was, she could have been part of, like, the whole machine yeah. was her part of the machine. Yeah. She could have been. She'd been my bus driver for, like, two years at yeah. this point, and she's just, like, I think she was part of, she just puts on the bus, like, a <laughs> uniform, and then takes it off. I don't know the science behind it, because I'm not sure. into busiology. Right. But I was fairly certain she didn't have any legs. Okay. I, I just, or they weren't operational. So. And you're like, oh, my God, she's walking. She's walking. And I'm like, oh, shit, Rita's pissed. <laughs> and we're all in the back, I'm like, oh, fuck. She gets up and she grabs a hold of that one kid. She's like, "Did you say fuck you to me?" And he's like, "No, no, ma'am. Did you say fuck you to me?" And he's like, "Yes, ma'am, I did." All right. Well, both you guys need to get off the bus. <laughs> and, and, and and like uh-huh. these guys are like seventh grade. Yeah. <laughs> yep. She, off the bus. She yeah. and she straight up made him get off the bus. And she's like, "You're off the bus forever." Yeah. And guess what? Never fucking saw those kids on that bus ever again. Can't do that anymore, can you? Uh, you can get kicked off the bus forever, but it's not for shit like that. Like, you'd have to... You'd have to well, but out here, you can't drop them off in the middle of the desert, though. You can't... be a lot better if you did. I wish they would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. It's funny. I was just talking about this, uh, how <laughs> I was listening to several parents rant and rave about the school system here in town. Mm-hmm. And just like, and not about how shitty it is because it's not shitty. And they're all, their parents a lot, they're kind of parented like I did. Like, uh, this, the school system is supplemental. You should be teaching things at home as well. You can't rely on them to do constantly. Everything. You should be constantly doing that. They are engaged parents, but they're just, they don't like the bureaucracy or this or that. They keep sure. changing things. And the one kid goes to the academy, and a few years ago, they changed. They went to a 95, or they went to a five point scale. So 95 to 100 is, is, uh, is an A. Oh. So you, and 90 to 95 is a B and so on and so forth. Okay. And uh, she was pissed about that. And I said, no, you know what? Honestly, I think this falls under the realm of uh, parents knowing jack and shit about education. Mm-hmm. And they all kind of turned and looked at me and they're like, what? I'm like, you parents are fucking super needy. I know because I've been one of those parents. I have tons of friends that are teachers. Mm-hmm. You guys suck. Parents suck. All of them. They all fucking suck. Mm-hmm. Some teachers suck. All parents suck. 
right. especially when it comes to their own kids. And that's that's what makes them decent parents is that they're worried about their kids. But you shouldn't be – first off, you don't know what you're talking about when it comes to that. But that scale, while it does kind of suck right now because last year she didn't have to do that and now this year the marks that she was getting last year aren't going to give her an A. They're going to give her a B this year. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, it's like moving the goalpost, but is it's, that state ed- or it's county education. Or what, what no, it's it? just that that one charter school. Oh, okay. um, and so you know, they moving the goalpost. I get it, you know, and and, and that kind of messes with her head a little bit. But she's seven; she'll fucking get over it. Yeah. And then later on, I'm just like, you know, what's great about this? I just I turned and I only said it to the one woman who was like the one who, woman who was left. I said, like, you know, what's great about this? She's like, what's that? I'm like. I don't fucking have to deal with this anymore. I can look back and this is a past tense thing for yeah, me now. Yeah. Like Portia can navigate, nav, navigate, or, nav, navigate. That means she has a good job at it. Navigate. She can, she navigate. You're doing a navigate job. <laughs> That's like a really terrible. It's awful. Cross stitch that should be on a sailboat, on my sailboat. Yeah. The navigate. The na- navigate. Have oh, a navigate boy. day. And it's all like a ship steering wheel or an astrolabe or I'll something. I'll bet you've got a bunch of names picked out for a boat. That you, or you have like a list of potential names for your boat? Or do you, how do you have one? I already have one. All right. You're going to share it or not? Nope. Okay. Anyway. Going to help me put it on there huh? with proper paint? Yeah. Uh, last I checked, you work on flying machines, not floating machines. So I'm definitely going to go to a floating machine kind of guy. Oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the high. I, I barely got through that statement without laughing. The high technology people like okay. talk about boats. Now I said, really? That's high technology. I, I could throw a piece of wood in the water and it's going to float. Like that's how long that technology's been around. Oh fuck you! Your technology is <laughs> because you have new tech. Let's not get into that, okay? Let's talk about what the first airplanes look like. Fine, good piece of wood. Yeah. All you have is an advanced piece of wood out there. Yeah. It's literally just, it's just, it's, well, it's plastic. It's restructured carbon. It's the same shit. True. Yes, it is. Mm hmm. Stronger, though. Is it? I don't think think wood can go to space. (laughs) That's a good good question. In this structure. Yeah. Well, your Cirrus can't go to space either. I wish it would sometimes. Yeah, I bet. Out of here. You should see how high up you can. I mean, how you could max that thing out? What eighteen thousand feet? Maybe nah, well, 20, the service ceiling. Here we go. Everybody's going, no, I just it's I, like sixteen thousand like, five hundred something like that. And what that what that means is, and it's normally aspirated. It's not turbocharged. It's right. turbocharged. So it, it, when it runs out of air, the engine is less efficient. So I should know this definition, but service ceiling is defined by, I believe it's it, when the airplane will not climb more than a hundred feet per minute. Oh, okay. Either fifty or a hundred. So it's gonna, it's less and less efficient as it goes higher and higher. So it's either fifty feet a minute or one hundred feet a minute. But when it reaches when it's that point, then they go okay, that's the service ceiling. Don't go any further. It's not practical to go much higher than that. It just takes too long. Yeah, hundred feet a minute is oh God, and you'd have to turn into a flying gas can just to just to yeah, just to get, get it there. Even, anyway, the highest I've been in is about eleven thousand, I guess. Mm, I've been in my glider. I've been a lot higher like around here. I feel like it was closer to over twelve thousand. Oh, we did that with you and Bo? Mm-hmm. Oh, never mind. Only because I remember looking down at Humphreys. Yeah. I was able to look down at the at Mount Humphreys, and that's uh, 12,633 feet. Right, so we, we, we got pretty high up there. Took, I, took, I, took I know Bo and I ended up with a headache for yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because it's yeah. lack of oxygen. It's Above nice. 12.5, you're supposed to be on oxygen. Cool. <laughs> well, I'm sure I forgot how to do math or something. I couldn't do math to begin with. Yeah. Well, you can blame that. True. Anyway. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I was pretty tied in with the whole with the uh, I got I got I really started to get into punk rock. 
around ninety five, mid nineties. Okay. Yep, and that's here. Uh, more like ninety four. When Green Day's Dookie dropped, it just fucking Dookie. Dropped. Oh, I know. I said that on purpose. <laughs> Did you ever look at the album cover? Uh, I I know I have. I just, I forgot. Is it is it? It's just it's it's a bunch of different things having to do with shit. Okay. It's just little piles of shit here and there. It's all it's Dookie. They said this is going to be a shit record, so we might as well call it Dookie. What, what other uh, punk rock-like Green Day was Main, there? Mainstream stuff that was out there that you could yeah. hear on the radio or at least on MTV, maybe not on the radio, because alternative radio stations weren't really happening yet. Are they 94 or 95? It might have been 94 was the first year. As a, it's now called The X. It used to be called Edge 1039. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was out of Dayton. And they... Amazingly enough, really promoted a lot of uh, local shit, which was pretty cool because there was a kind of a decent scene in there that was kind of halfway started. Did you ever listen to the Pixies? Yeah. Okay, so when the Pixies broke up, uh, oh, God, what's her face? Their bass player. I can see her face. Shit. That's going to piss me off. She started a band. Her and her twin sister started a, a band called uh, The Breeders. They're actually out of those girls, those two, those two women. They're out of, um, they're from Huber Heights. Mm-hmm. Huber Heights is like eight miles from my mom's house, ten miles from my mom's house. So what they did is they fostered a huge local scene in Dayton, and just were like, they would help these cl- help bands play there because they knew how boring it was to be from that area of Ohio because mm-hmm. it wasn't Columbus, it wasn't Cincinnati, and it wasn't Cleveland. It was so a stop off, trying for, to help kick it up a notch. Yes, and they did, and they succeeded, and it was fucking awesome. They also put some money toward. Uh, opening uh, uh, like uh, they put money into opening that uh, radio station okay like they were the main investors nice. which was awesome yeah because you had I, I remember being able to listen to FM radio and on that station you can go a full hour then they would do 10 minutes of commercials and then another hour so like it was That's the nice. commercials like if it started at noon the first set of commercials would be from 1 to 110 then from 110 to 1210 or 110 to 210 and so on and so forth mm-hmm. then it would just then they would do commercials and rotate like that cool shit you would have like a four or five hour uh, broadcast on like on Sunday nights which they did it out of Las Vegas too at uh, extreme radio did the same but they had they do these broadcasts on Sunday nights that were only local music mm-hmm. so there's a ton of bands that I just kind of thought everybody knew about and they didn't okay but there was also cool shit like because it's not Dayton scene was kind of like Washington, D.C., where everybody kind of knew each other and not all the music sounded exactly the same, but they were all really cool with each other. So because of that, you got to have like there's a there's a hardcore show that happened. It was called uh, Dayton Dayton Hard Fest or something like that. It was 1992 or 93 that all these bands that went on to be huge played at. There were there was like twelve bands over two days that played at this little shitty dive club that's now a I don't know what the fuck it's probably a wine bar or something in downtown Dayton. It used to be a hobo camp afterward, and then they gentrified it. Uh-huh. But anyway, because of that, I got the opportunity to see a lot of really cool shit because you had local people putting on things nearby. But like as far as on uh, like on pop radio or on like the alternative radio, you had uh, Green Day. Uh, let's see, Green Day. Offspring, oh yeah, No Effects, oh. to a lesser extent. Not a lot of No Effects got played on the radio because they didn't. They were not. They were not on board with corporate radio, so they weren't on anything that was Clear Channel, mm-hmm. ever. Um, and so they were on like that alternative station was an independent station mm-hmm. for fifteen or twenty years. So they they were allowed to be played on there. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Uh, 
I, I'm I'm drawing a blank now of some of that stuff, but uh, Rancid, mm-hmm. Rancid was another one, yep. and then you'd have throwback stuff that was you know kind of the some of the guys from Rancid were in a band called Operation Ivy that was disbanded by then, but people still listen to it because they're so influential. So you you had all you had those that were playing, and I just started I was like Jesus Christ. And I, so then I got really deep into like who are the bands that the Offspring would have open up for them? Holy shit, uh, AFI, Tsunami Bomb, like all these different mm-hmm. punk rock bands. All right, what about oh, Green Day's on Lookout Records? Who else is on Lookout Records? And then right. you had boom, 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 like all these. In fact, one of those bands on Lookout Records, I tried to get to play at Mojave Pride uh, because their booking fees are not very much money. I just couldn't get the money together to do it. Mm-hmm. Is there one of the first uh, openly gay punk rock band? It's called Pansy Division. Wow. They're fucking awesome. They're an awesome, awesome band. And I've always wanted, I've never seen them live because they broke up for like 15 years or something, 20 years, and they got back together recently. Hmm. I'm like, how badass would it be to have Pansy Division? There would probably be like 30 people around here that would show up to Mojave Pride that would have showed up just because they were there. Sure. But anyway, so that I got real deep into that stuff, but I also was really heavy. I, I loved Mother Love Bone, and then later on, um, you know, Temple of the Dog and Pearl Jam and Soundgarden uh-huh. and uh, Candlebox and so that, 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 like all those different bands. I just loved music, and once it, once I realized that there was more music out there than what was on this one radio station, yeah, that's when my brain just opened so up. That was because that was the age where you would start really paying attention. Thirteen to sixteen, and then man. you're you're yeah. it's growing. Your brain's growing. You're like, oh my god, there's that available, and that's the, the world is the music world is big now. All of absolutely, a sudden. it was yeah. humongous. And then I started, then, and with that, I kind of opened up my like my stepdad hearing me uh, blast uh, some Green Day songs, and he's like, hey, you should check this out. And then he told me about the Clash. Oh, and so I discovered the Clash, yeah. and then I discovered Stiff Little Fingers, mm-hmm. and like all these different bands, and, and then from. And then a summer of, <laughs> I always love talking about it. It sounds so terrible, but like if you talk to guys that are in ska bands or people that are big ska fans, they will talk about the summer of 97, yeah. which was the only time it was ever cool to be a band nerd. Because on in top 40, on top 40, not alternative radio, a top 40, you had Real Big Fish, Buck 09, and No Doubt all playing horn-based ska slash reggae music. Oh, and Sublime. Yeah, yeah. Holy oh, yeah. shit. When Sublime, yeah. I, I discovered Sublime. I was late to the game. Like, their first album came out, 40 Ounces Freedom came out, came out in 92. Mm-hmm. I did not hear it until 95 when their second album came out and after Brad Nola died. Wow. Like, I was very late to the game on that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but all of a sudden, you start hearing horns on uh, Like, I heard something on the radio that sounded kind of like reggae, but it was a lot faster and way cooler. So my stepdad heard it, and he's like, ha, I'll be damned. Like, here's a song by Buck09 that has no punk rock whatsoever to it. It's just straight ska. And he said, this sounds like this sounds like the toasters, but more punk rock. And I was like, who are the toasters? And he's like, check this out. And <laughs> then, the so toasters? we listened. Yeah, yeah, so there was that, and that's when I really started getting more into reggae wasn't the uh, – uh, stupid, lame uh, pothead music that my my folks listened to. It ended up being something that I ended up really, really loving and appreciating. I still love Jamaican and island music still to this day. Yep. So that's where that that's kind of how that all came about, and all came about in a very short period of time for me. Oh yeah, it all it can. It, it was. Um, I never really got into ska very much. I was like, oh, I just didn't didn't care for ska a whole lot. I mean. It's kind of not your demographic, or you're kind of not the demographic a little bit. True, but I think some of, some of the holdoffs, some of the holder was because it was horns, and that reminded me of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> 
was like, no. He's such an asshole. No. Why do you have to turn everything into something like, oh, fuck, fuck Chicago. <laughs> it reminded me of Chicago, so I didn't listen to it. <laughs> what? You're like, don't, this doesn't really sound like Chicago. Yeah, but there's horns in there. Oh, my God. You're ridiculous. <laughs> but, okay, you know what? Fine. If that's your hang-up, then that's your hang-up. It whatever. is. And it, if it keeps you away from that, that sucks. That's then my, maybe you would like Operation Ivy because there's no horns. That's my only hang-up. Nah, I'm not sure that's my No, I'm pretty sure you have more than that. Yeah. Hey, man, you want to take a break? Yes, please. All right, we'll come back and talk about more 90 shit. Second segment is brought to you by Blueberry uh, Vanilla Goat Cheese. It said blueberry. In, it was blueberry like jam covered goat cheese, and it's one of the most vile things I've ever put in my no, mouth. No, it was very. No, good. no, it wasn't. I wouldn't call it vile. I just it's from Trader Joe's. It, yeah, it's from it's from Trader Joe's, and it did sound like a good concept. I just thought the blueberries would be sweeter. Sweet mixed with goat milk would be or goat cheese would be fucking amazing. But to me, that's it was just it's all it's oh, it's really really tart, and then goat cheese has that sour kind of. It was just too much. We went to uh, so I cracked open my or not mine. I cracked open the other one. Vegas, uh, Las Vegas last weekend for me buying shoes. I took Paul shoe shopping. I forgot <laughs> we haven't even talked about that. 
Paul's like, I need work shoes, and but I don't, I want work shoes that don't look like work shoes. And folks, this is the type of shit that I get all the time from Paul. I need I need this, but I don't want it to look like this. Does that exist? Right. <laughs> Sometimes I, I'm your personal. Like well, Jamie, I, Jamie, look that shit up because I love doing it because I know you're pressed for time and I have fucking nothing but time. So actually, I, the reason I asked you too specifically is because of the of the people you hang out with oh, on their damn feet. Yeah, for yeah, that's hours. true. I do. I definitely. Yeah. I'm not one of those people, but I definitely <clears throat> work with those people. Right. But that that's a little bit different situation. Um, well, yeah, yeah, bleeding it, people and slippery, bloody floors. Hopefully, we don't have that around here very much. Typically, you shouldn't have that in an, uh, <laughs> a, in an airplane facility. But I mean, except you know, the one time you, I split my head open. Right, which one time? Oh, yeah, bonk, 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 bonk. That's why he's all fucked up, folks. <laughs> That's why he has to text me to ask me to do shit. Right. He's like, I'm incapable. No, so I, uh, you got two pairs of shoes, inserts, everything. It was that guy pulled his best Al Bundy on you. And did, now you're did. super fucking happy, right? Well, I didn't want to be shopping all damn day either. I want to go up there and I wanted to do, because we were going to go to... Uh, we'll watch the World Cup. Did we talk about that last time? When they, didn't we talk about the World I, Cup? On I the, can't even remember. All I know is the women won this morning. The U.S. women's national yeah. team won the World Cup. And what's her face? Says, I'm not Second time in a row. Fucking White House. Yeah. That Rapino. Kind of Rapino. Rapino. Yeah. I think that's how you say it. Rapino. She's their co-captain. It's her and Alex Morgan, I think, are captains. Who Alex Morgan... Um, I think both of them said they weren't going to go. To the I don't finals. know if Alex Morgan did. I I know, <laughs> I know that uh, Rapino said, I'm not going to the fucking White House, end quote, <laughs> and laughed while she said it. Yeah, it was she wasn't on, joking. She, she was like, she was you're on video it's being on video. recorded. It doesn't give a shit. Now, no. granted, that was before they won. Yeah. She made that comment. Trump decided to comment back on Twitter like he does. And that's fine. He's welcome to. He's also an American. So he comments. He said, "Well, you got to win first. Well, they did, and I'm yeah. pretty sure she's still not going to go. Which I, I honestly, man, I'm kind of conflicted on that. Like, I cannot fucking stand that guy. Like, you think he's a bad human? He's a shit president, and he's really bad for everything. Like, he's just, just like creating more of a divide. He's doing just doing horrible shit. But that aside, he is elected, and he's commander in chief." And if I was on a team or something like that, and I, I don't know that I would be the one to make waves. I, I but I don't know unless I'm in that situation. I think it's hard to say. I mean, right now sitting here, I would say personally, no. I just don't. I don't have any interest in meeting the guy. Right. But again, if you if you are world champion in something, and you do get invited, would you go? He may not invite him anyway at this point because they they kind of drew first blood, basically saying that they weren't because someone asked them. And they knew she yeah, was that's, open, right. she's openly gay, and they knew probably what she was going to say anyway. Yeah, they knew she's like, outspoken. She's fucking, yeah, she, she's very outspoken. But that's what makes her a really good leader and right. a good captain. Yeah, yeah. That I, did you watch any of any of that this morning, dude? I, I wanted to, and uh, and the answer is no. Let me think of what I was was working on one of my projects here, mm-hmm. and then had breakfast, and then had a meeting, and uh, now the answer is no. Do you know what the great thing about soccer matches? Especially World Cup soccer match, uh, they don't show commercials except at the half. Oh yeah, but you don't say it. Yeah. So yep. you got at least you got ninety. Call it, uh, call it, call it two hours. Two mm-hmm. hours, and it's pretty much going to be a max. You got your ninety hours plus uh, or ninety minutes uh, of game time, plus something that for whatever reason I don't know why I never looked into it. Probably because it doesn't happen too often. But in the World Cup, it's a standard uh, is stoppage time. Mm-hmm. Where they add time, it's from just time from. You know how the uh, you watch uh, like American football or you watch uh, basketball, and they're like they're just 
grinding away at the clock and there's commercial break after commercial break oh, after commercial awful. break and all the timeouts and shit. Yeah, you don't they don't do that in soccer. They don't. So it's you don't get that opportunity. So they add that all that time you spend dicking around, taking uh, maybe dribbling a little bit over in the corner to like, oh, fucking let's get 15 or 20 seconds off because we've got a good lead. And then right. like they add that on. So today they added plus five. So they played for 95 minutes in regulation. So it's amazing though. We have, as you pointed out with all of our sports over here, we have tons of timeouts and the commercial breaks. And it's a shit, you know, that's a lot of money. There's a in. lot of money. But, the, but soccer players, football players, whatever, in over there in Europe make a shitload of money. Yeah. So where does their money, if there's not all these commercials playing and everybody, where does all their money come from? Uh, 100,000 seat stadiums. Oh, ticket, ticket, ticket. Jesus Christ. Imagine, yeah. imagine. Yeah. Like the, there's not a single, uh, what is there? The, I can't remember. If I remember correctly, there's no NFL, there's not a single NFL stadium that is even close to 100,000. I think like the biggest is like 75 or 80. The college ones are bigger. The college ones are way bigger, way yeah. bigger. Like it, it's always a constant pissing contest between the Buckeyes and the Wolverines, Michigan. So like they, and I think right now Michigan has a technically has more seating capacity, mm -hmm. but they like added another row or some shit where they're like, like one hundred and ten thousand people for I college believe, football. Yeah, there's a couple like a couple stadiums. There's a hundred thousand or more. A couple of them you're saying right, but in Europe they're saying they're all over hundred thousand. Oh, they're not not all of them, but like most of like most of the Premier League are up, up, upwards of that size. Now a bunch mm -hmm. of the World Cup ones, you know, was in France this year. Mm -hmm. They didn't. Um, they're they're they were playing some smaller stadiums, 60,000, 70,000. I saw one that was like eighty one thousand was a sold out crowd. But like today was the finals, and it was uh, I th think it was in Lyon. I can't I can't remember honestly. It might have been in Paris actually. Did you watch it? Oh yeah, no, I rolled out of bed, hung over a shit after the party last night, and at, at your at your house. No, oh no, no, I rolled out of bed, showered. And met Mike Nunez. Oh, okay. And we went and watched it at the brewery. Cool. <laughs> Opened up the brewery. Oh, to watch it. Cool. Sat there and drank nice. coffee and um, water, probably water and uh, ginger ale. That ginger ale is like a it's a miracle cure. It it's, really is it's good. Yeah. yeah. The only thing it needs in it is a little bit of salt. For and it would be like a perfect hangover drink. Anyway, also tying back to the '90s thing, the last time the U.S. hosted the World Cup was uh, the uh, men's World Cup was '92. Uh -huh. And one of the star players from that era, his name's Alexi Lalas, was on. Well, we've, we I, we talked about it. I think I showed you a picture of that big, bright orange afro. And now oh, he's yeah, like yeah. nice, smartly cut English suit. And he's one uh -huh. of the commentators at the half. And I'm just like, that's not the Alexi Lalas that I grew up with. The Alexi Lalas yeah. I grew up with literally would forget to take joints out of his mouth before he was walking out of the out like getting high before a game his hair probably wouldn't fit in the studio in his old fair hair. that that is probably true <laughs> he's all clean cut and his hair super short and tapered and just looks nice yeah like fuck this square this old fart you, you got threw, old lawless they, they threw a lot of money out of him yeah yeah no shit anyway um so yeah so we went to yeah vegas and we did uh, shopping you got a pair of docks and a pair of uh keens Keens. I haven't worn those Keens yet for work. You should that get tomorrow. on that, bro. I'll do that tomorrow. Had a that, 13 and a half hour on my feet for 13 and a half hours. That was Thursday. No, Wednesday. Yeah. Windness day because Thursday was uh, 4th of July. That's right. And uh, yeah, it was a long, long day. How do you, how do you your back and your you know, legs and feel? Yeah. You know, feet were kind of sore still, but they, there's no way my other shoes, it would have been a disaster. Right. So, gotta have good shoes. You gotta have good shoes, people. 
I mean, anything, seriously. Anything in the, is in between you and the ground. Mattress, tires, shoes. Yeah. You've got to uh, spend people, money on it. People, oh, it's going to go to Walmart and get a $10, $15 pair of work shoes. No. Nope. Doesn't work. Doesn't work that way. Just doesn't. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Jason Humphrey was mentioning that. He's like, I bought a pair. Of, I, I went to Ross. I bought a pair of Nikes for the first time in 25 years. I've been wearing skate shoes because it was a skateboard. That's what you buy. Like, I know mm-hmm. what my size is and three different brands. That's what I go. He shows up and I was like, oh, nice, nice kicks, bro. And he's like, yeah, like I finally bought some good shoes. And he said, oh, do you mean to tell me you bought something with support so that you don't, yeah. you're not just basically walking on the ground all day long? And he's like, yeah, these are amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I just feel better. I'm like, yeah, dude, you're get you're. You're like a 40-year-old former semi-pro skateboarder. Your body is beat to shit, and now you're feeling all that stuff. You're like, I can't believe I fell down a whole flight of steps, and I popped back up and kept skateboarding. Yeah. And now you're like, oh, now I feel that. It's it's amazing how it, <laughs> if it stays with you, and then eventually you, it hurts eventually. It, yeah, like your right. body doesn't really heal yeah. that. You think it does because it goes away when you're a kid or younger. It but does. It, but it, it comes back to haunt you. Well, there and there's things like you're supposed to kind of, you know, take care of yourself right <laughs> right uh which brings me back to the 90s oh yeah did you ever rollerblade yes or no yes did you do it a lot i almost bought a pair oh that's not then you didn't really rollerblade. but they had in the piedmont park they had a couple at least at least one place i think maybe two you could rent rollerblades yeah and we did i remember just going there these kind of these big hilly areas but there's a lot of grass unlike here around so something when you get hauling ass there were no numerous times where i went i'm not gonna be able to stop very well it's not it's gonna be it's gonna end wrong in somebody else or i'm gonna run over a kid <laughs> something so you just you just kind of turn over and go and then roll in the grass yeah. and then everything's fine so I, I did that a lot fantastic yeah and then they had another oh that you do that for a couple hours and they had it was right there you would turn your blades in like two doors down with a beautiful outside deck area and stuff, there was another British pub or Irish pub, and everybody'd go drinking, and you know the sun's going down. It's a, it's just a great weekend. You yeah, know? music. There's live music somewhere playing on the around the park, and there's rollerblading and you know Irish beer, and it's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. People rollerblading. Park. It's like the quintessential. When I think of the '90s, I think of Bill Clinton. I think of rollerblading, and like. Well, the music. That's it. But, <laughs> and they go with both of those things. I can remember their Monica being, Lewinsky. Their, Monica Lewinsky. Ah, yeah, that, that's God a big damn one. it. <laughs> Such a oh God. I remember. <laughs> I remember just discussing this with my at that point future father in law. I had just started dating Porsche's uh, Porsche's mom, <laughs> and he said, "I can't believe they're talking about this on TV." Now you got to understand, he's very, he's very uh, conservative man. Sure. And I said, you know, I really just don't think it's anybody's business. I don't understand why he's being impeached for this. He was not being impeached for this. He's being impeached because he's a liar. So what did he lie about? Well, whether or not she, they did it there. And I said, well, they didn't do it there. The, they, 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 he didn't have sexual intercourse. Right. And he said, don't you speak like that in my house. I was like, ooh, okay. I went a little overboard. I should probably, this guy scares me a little bit. Because, you know, there's like those dads that talk about how they're fucking, not my daughter. I'll shoot you dead. And blah, blah, blah. Like, right. He's one that might actually do it. I respect the hell out of him for it, too. Especially now that Porsche's grown up. Yes. But anyway. Uh, yeah, the Mon- Monica Lewinsky thing. Real quick. Hold on. Yeah, Paul's on his. He's on the iPad again. 
I can't type S- anymore. Solving. Oh no, that must be one of those old rollerblade injuries. <laughs> uh, yeah, I got. I decided I was going to try. I think for like two years, I tried really, really hard to be one of those aggressive inline guys, and I just was never very good at it. Like I tried real hard. And I landed a few tricks here and there, but I basically just liked the uniform, and I got to hang out with with other people that were far, far better than me. I think I would have if I lived. Well, let's see. I think by the time rollerblading really came around, I think I'd broken up with a woman I was dating and living with downtown or in Buckhead. I think so. But I'm saying if if I lived more down there, I probably would have. I, I was very close to buying blades. Very, very close. Right on. But I didn't. That's too bad. It doesn't count. I've been. I thought about picking it back up because it's a good low impact sport. Uh, for like you know, um, for Octavio was huge in the nineties. Oh no, Garth Brooks. Oh goddamn, you're right. <laughs> he was huge. Garth Brooks was the long dick of country music yeah. and kind of pop music. Yeah, remember, <laughs> remember when remember, Garth, remember, Garth? Remember, remember when, remember when Garth Brooks? Did the was it Chris Gaines? Is that was that his alter ego? The rock, Chris Gaines. The, yes, the the soul patch. Yes, wearing rock version, like kind of kind of precursor to emo because he had like the short black hair yeah. and it kind of covered his eyes. A I little thought bit. it was kind of, when I first saw. It, I thought it was that's weird, and then I thought he's kind of not a bad. It wasn't. It was okay. What he's he was a good doing. performer. Yeah. Garth Brooks at his core is a good performer. Yeah. Uh, I do remember one of my funny. I freaked the, out because like, of his last name was the same was as Gaines, my name. Chris Gaines. I, thought, I was like, "Did you ever see that Chris Gaines money, Paul?" <laughs> I go, "I hope this is not horrible." And I watch. I went, "That's actually." It's not. People, it wasn't bad. It was the concept that turned people off. It didn't really catch on. It at just all. didn't. And, and I, I think he was hoping it would have. I think. I, I think, think the it, the best thing ever was when uh, Garth Brooks was the musical guest. No, excuse me. He was the host. He was the host, and then Chris he Gaines was host was on Saturday Night Live, yeah. and Chris Gaines was the musical guest. Yeah. And I'm like, and he's like, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. <laughs> and then, like, you knew that there was a delay because he had to go back and, like, put a wig on. But he looked pretty, no, he looked pretty good, though. I mean, he did. The, the makeup and all Killed that. Killed it. Yeah. Yeah. I think the album cover was black and white or it was sepia it, or something. No, definitely. I think it was black and white. I think you're right. Let's look that up. Let's look up the Chris, Chris Gaines, Gaines album cover. I'm not putting a Chris Gaines song on for the break music, folks. <laughs> Don't even fucking ask me. I forgot what kind of music it was exactly, though. I've, this has been such a long time. He was trying time. to cash in on the whole brunch, I think I, I think brunch I, thing. I think I bought that CD. I think I Of course you did. <laughs> you buy a CD, and then you get like, like a 1% royalty because of the last name. Yeah. Uh, it was a, Chris Gaines. I can't believe I'm Googling. I want to know Chris how many Gaines. albums it sold. You think anybody country that did love Garth Brooks bought that just because it was him? Oh, it is in color. I thought for sure. Oh, I thought it was black and white I or thought sepia. For sure. Does it look like Garth Brooks it, at all? Why is he fucking? Yes, it looks just like Garth Brooks. But that's fucking hilarious. It is fucking hilarious. He's so pretty though. <laughs> he it, he looks like he's trying to be country Prince. Yeah, it looks like Prince. He looks like Prince. Yeah, I never realized how much Garth Brooks looked like Prince until he had his soul patch. You guys need to look up Chris Gaines. Oh my god! How how many albums were sold? Oh, I thought. When did you ever think you'd be looking up how many albums Chris Gaines sold? Greatest hits is the name of the album <laughs> too. I love that. Uh, Alien Ant Farm did that. Their their first EP is is Alien Ant Farm's first EP is called Greatest Hits. <laughs> like you fucking that's uh, Sly and the Family Stone did that they'd only been oh, a band yeah. for like five years and they released the greatest it's album uh, let's see 
I bet it was less than In million. which Brooks assumes the fictitious persona of Australian. Oh, I forgot about that. Was he Australian? He was Australian rock artist Chris Gaines. Oh, my God. Okay. Let's see. I didn't realize how close. That was released in 1999. I didn't realize it was that close to the end of the 90s. Well, that's fitting because we're talking. And we're that's true. Near the end of our show and charts, singles, sales. Holy shit! Did sell a lot. Double platinum. Oh my god! <laughs> Two million copies in. Ju that's just the U.S. Oh my god! Did he, you know did what? If you bought a Chris Gaines album, <laughs> you just fucking unsubscribe this goddamn hot no. did he tour I think, as chris Gaines? i have i don't know man i don't want to go this deep into it i'd rather talk about it's 1999 monica's, though monica's blowjob skills i like oh lord yeah so i moved out here in 97 i was 16 and that was like it was uh we're so, hitting we're hitting so that's when the sound uh sound downtown what the fuck House of Sound. House of Sound. I Thank think that you. was 99 is when that opened. So it was my senior year when it it, it opened and got rolling in 2000. And closed when? How long was it really open? 2002, I think, is when, he, when it finally shuttered so its just doors. A, just it a few petered years. out. Yeah, it was just a few years. Just a handful of years. And it was, I mean, it was a series of different things. And I don't mean to, like, I'm now friends with the guy that ran the place. And mm -hmm. I used to kind of shit on it. And I found I found out a little more info. And, it, like, it was true. But I, he's now kind of turned himself around. And I, I'm not going to speak ill of someone who's uh, used to be shitty and is now an amazing person. So I would love to go inside it, the theater now and see because they, they've been working on it now on the inside. I would see what they're doing. It was impressive to go in there uh, after like after they'd started doing the remodel because they were they, it, it was empty to a point where it reminded me of what it looked like when it was the yeah. house of sound because it was that antique place and, forever. Yes. Ugh. All that crap in there. And they had some cool crap too. Yeah, like they did. Like there was some really, really old shit. There was Revolutionary War area stuff that that guy had for sale. Wow. That I hope didn't get sold for nothing because there's yeah. it was like historically fucking significant. Anyway, uh, yeah. There's that. Remember the picture of the door? That Porsche's. Door. The, yeah. There's a. There's a. The green room is what they called it for the musicians. Yeah. It was actually the old projection booth. Oh yeah yeah yeah. And there's a door on there that all the bands that used to play there would sign. They put stickers on yep. there and whatnot. Yep. And somebody wrote some some graffiti on there talking shit about me. I remember that, yeah. And one of the kids that was helping do the remodel took a picture and sent it to Porsche, and we were sitting at Trivia, and Porsche's like, what is this? It's like, Joe Fellers is a piece of shit that'll never do anything but live with his dad forever and get more fat, and da -da -da. I'm like, fucking who wrote that? I was cracking up. I was cracking up more at the fact that there's all these signatures of bands that i remember seeing did you ever find out who it was no i never did figure it out but oh. then a few weeks later is when that uob concert was at uh uh blackbridge and i showed it to those guys because it was only like i think it was only like a month later and i showed it to those guys and they're all cracking up and i was like i just assume it's fucking you and it was the one guy's nate it's, uh -huh. well one uh, the guitarist and i was like nate did you write this this sounds like some shit that you would have said just so hoping i would discover it and be fucking pissed and he's like no man i i don't think i did that uh -huh. but anyway yeah the, Fucking nineties, and then the end of the nineties. Where were you for the ninety nine to two thousand New Year's? I know exactly where I was. I was in. Uh, there was a uh, well. I don't know what it was called, but there was Roswell, Sandy Springs, or Roswell, Georgia. They're kind of adjacent little towns, and uh, it was at a uh, clubhouse, like an apartment or a subdivision cl clubhouse. Like they would have, you know, uh, uh, pools and and so someone, someone that was friends of ours, rented it out. 
uh, for uh, all of us to be someplace at the same time. Because there were there were concerns from people. People had concerns that the world was going to come to not the world was going to come to end, but there was going to be problems. There's going to be a issues. lot of problems. Yeah. And I had some good friends of mine that did what everybody not a lot of people did, but whatever, fill their bathrooms up with water, so you have to make sure you had water and. Did all this preparatory work, and I didn't do a damn thing. I didn't do anything. And then when it all came around, everybody kind of went, all right. Not much happened. Right. And then we all went down to Buckhead probably and, <laughs> and, got, and got drunk. And got shithoused. <laughs> didn't do, I didn't do anything. I didn't, I didn't do any prep work, but I remember where I was. Of course, Prince was playing, all that kind of happy horse shit. Lots of, lots of Prince being played. I was During the 90s, I was also heavily involved in the fundraising for the High Museum of Art. That was during the nineties. That was that was crazy, crazy. crazy the nineties. Would you say the nineties has been your favorite decade so far? God, if I had to rank a decade, hmm, probably, probably so. I mean, it's definitely. I mean, I would, here's what kind of ruined it. Not the ruined that, but 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 did made made like after since then because it's been kind of fucked up and muted since nine eleven. Yeah, which is 2001. That was right after the 90s. It was one more year than bang. Then 2011. And ever since then, shit's been kind of fucked up. You sound like the idiocracy. You're like, yeah, shit's your shit's all fucked up. <laughs> the doctor, the doctor, put this, put this in your mouth. Put this one in your butt. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. No, this one goes in your, in your butt. butt. <laughs> the doctor's like, your shit's fucked your up. Shit's Shit's all fucked up. So like, yeah, we we should probably, you know. And then they ne- they saying? never he just trails off. He just, just kind of. And then I love the little cameos of the people in there because that that doctor is, uh, oh shit, shit, shit. I can't think of his name. I I I. Anyway, he was the matter. Apple Apple. Commercial he was the, guy. yeah. He was the Apple. I'm a Mac. I'm, I'm a, a I'm a PC. Like he was that. He was the Apple guy. Yeah. I can't think of his name. Like he's a decent actor. He was in, he was in. Um, uh, God damn it! Make a porno. Zach and Mary make a porno. Okay. And he plays like the gay lover of one of the guys that what they all went to high school together. And he's like, "So what do you do? I'm a lover." He had this weird voice. I'm a lover for pay. I'm like, oh, you're <laughs> are you a pay. prostitute? Well, we're all prostitutes in some way now, aren't we, honey? Like he's just so oh, fucking funny because oh it's God. the Apple guy. Yeah. And he, oh, you're an actor, huh? So do you have you been anything that I've, uh, I've, uh, I would have seen? And he's like, probably not. Are you gay? Do you like watching big cocks go into big gaping assholes? And he's like, no, not really, <laughs> oh, not not really. Then you probably have never seen my work, <laughs> right, honey? And he just strokes his boyfriend's face. <laughs> <laughs> you're like Jesus Christ! Can you be more over the top? But anyway, fuck but yeah, I, you're but, right. But, but you're right. Prior to 9/11, there's so many things that that 9/11 changed about the way we function yeah. as adults and as humans in the world. And we've from, kind of forgotten about it. Yeah, because before I mean, air travel was a lot easier before then. A lot easier. I remember when they first started flying jets again. You know, after because they, they, yeah. they stopped. Now, now we're into the you know 2000s. But anyhow. Because I need to go down to Florida. I had to fly down there to look at a broken airplane, and they just started like for a few days. No one, no one wanted to get on an airplane. I mean, it, it was yeah. not. I say no one. I mean, they there were many fewer travelers by air. And, and, and what I thought was awesome because I didn't give a shit because I I thought there's no because security was very heavy. I thought there's no way they're going to pull something off like this right. again easily right now. So 
that was the most empty airplanes I've been in in a long time for me. I thought, this is great. It was, they were I still, can park anywhere I want at the airport, and I can get on the airplane. No shit. And the tickets were cheap because nobody was flying. Yeah. They're like, airline companies are going to go out of business if we don't do something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The uh, Porsche and Linda and I flew the following, was it the following summer? Yeah, it was the following summer. Porsche was almost a year old. No, that's not true. Follow, it was the following summer. She was almost two years old. And we went to we went to Ohio, and the planes were empty. That was I mean, they're fucking. That was this is right after the nine eleven or not that you're I mean, saying. It was the it was the late spring after. Oh, okay. and they were still oh, they're oh, they still struggling. Still only about half full. Okay, that was yeah. And I also I mean it still took you forever to get through security because they were still figuring that shit out. But yeah, and I you know something else I forgot. I, like you just kind of forget about because it's been so long. The the ridiculous scare that was ha- that was going on after nine eleven. With people taping up their windows and shit oh, because God. of anthrax attacks. Remember yeah. that stuff? Yeah. Like there was tons and tons of people I knew that were buying into that shit. And I'm like, if there's an anthrax attack, sealing up your windows with duct tape is not going to help. No. And here's the other Inoculation thing. Inoculation against anthrax is the only thing that will technically Here, help. Here's the thing that was stupid too. I remember the 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 CDC, I don't know, the president CEO, the head honcho, top cheese, whatever the CDC came out talking about that don't worry about mail of getting contamination because they say, you know, if you, if someone puts anthrax or whatever through the mail, you know, envelopes, you know, they're sealed up. And I went, no, they're not. I mean, cause I, I this person, I remember watching them saying this live and I went, they are not. I went and got an envelope, of course. And the, a, first of all, you, that wouldn't stop a lot of stuff anyway, but right there, the heat doesn't go to the, all the way to the corners. No, it doesn't. I mean, I knew that without even looking at a fucking envelope. It was the stupidest thing. I yeah, it was pretty just, bad. It was trying to control panic because I think it just got out of out of hand. Yeah, and that's when I think the media really started to really just just decided to just ramp up their efforts to not only uh, create divides and 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 just but just manufacturing news. We were because a, none of that shit was fucking necessary. We were having breakfast at a place near one of the glider ports. This is I don't know when this was after it happened, but we're all up there. Probably it was in October, so it's one month after. And we're flying gliders. They allowed airplanes to fly again. So in a tow plane, a common tow plane, uh, you use called a Pawnee. And a Pawnee is a crop duster, or a former crop duster. So we're sitting around having a bunch of different pilot guys. And one of our people in our group is having a conversation about, we got to get another tow plane because this one's all fucked up and it's worn out. And we got to, well, how much is a Pawnee? Well, if you get one, if you get one that was a crop duster, you know, before, and then, uh, you know, it's cheaper, but it's got all these nasty chemical residue. you got to probably recover it and take the fabric off and redo it and blah, 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 blah. Ten minutes later, the police show up or the state troopers because someone overheard heard us talking about a crop duster and overheard because a crop duster could be for spraying. Oh, my God. Shit, for, you know, in the air from – seriously, that's what – and we're going – because they came in and they recognized – I didn't recognize the cop, but someone – one of the cops recognized somebody in our group. Yeah, because they were a local or something. And they're like, yeah. all right, were you guys talking about crop, whatever? And I'm going, yeah. And then he recognized, goes, what are you doing? He said, talking about a tow plane, which are crop dusters. Oh, because there, yeah, there was someone like a neighbor at the table. Oh, my God. Called the cops on us for talking about a crop duster. Paranoia, folks. Yeah. For those of you too young to remember what it was like post just barely oh, post nine yeah. eleven for like a year or two. And here's it was here, really fucking bad. Here's one thing that that changed that I hated it in the beginning, but now I'm like going, okay, I guess it's okay. not for nine eleven reasons, but you know, all the small airports never had uh gates or fences all the way around them. 
So this is a big airport out here. I don't know how many miles of gate or fence oh, around Jesus here. Oh, Jesus Christ. But if you had that yeah. contract, that was pretty good. But anyway, every small airport, and there's a shitload of them, is all fenced in now after 9-11. And they weren't before. Most of them weren't for, for security reasons. So, right. But I was also told that before that happened, because there are a lot of guys that had planes out here before, they said they were just tweakers or whatnot coming out and stealing av gas out of airplanes it was kind of a common thing yeah which doesn't really happen anymore because of the fence so that's that's a nice yeah unintended plus i guess but at the same time it it made a lot of us it bothered a lot of us too because because interest in aviation because sometimes you could go out i mean you could literally go out if you had a a son or a daughter or someone that was interested interested in airplanes you could drive out and park and go walk out and go look at the airplanes and stuff just on your own. You you could do that before two thousand. Yeah, you know, and you can't do that now. So it, it's a. Prob- you also can't go in the cockpit anymore. Or well, That's you can't. You can like prior to. So yeah. So you know, it's, prior it's, to taking off, but if you're on the ground, you can. But that that used to be a big thing. I loved oh, yeah. doing that when I was a kid yep. for years. I I mean, I even did it. I visited the cockpit when I, I yeah. I'm almost positive I visited the cockpit the on my trip when I moved out here. I was 16. And I still was like, I want to see the cockpit. I don't know what the cool. I don't know what the rules were. You mean this is during the flight? Yeah. Okay. Because because I, I know that some companies are. So, I don't know if that's how legal that was per se during the flight to do that. Oh, okay. I don't well, really know, but it it, ha, it, it has happened or yeah. did, did happen. Well, sure, but, but, shit doesn't happen anymore. Now they have locks and shit. Okay, so here's what's different though too, because yeah, it used to be a lot more. You could see the door open, then the flight tends talking to the. If you leaned up, you could see them. You could see like. I remember at nighttime, like the door wasn't really even sealed up very much. Yeah. It was just more to kind of block out some of the noise. Yeah. Give the pilot and uh, co-pilot. Is it co-pilot? Yeah. Yeah, pilot and co-pilot, like, I don't know, maybe some privacy or something like that. But, like, yeah. I remember being on night flights prior to 9-11 and being able to see, like, the, the lights from the cockpit under mm-hmm. the crack of the door and yeah. on the top of the door just because it was it wasn't a security measure totally sealed off and now it's like a goddamn bank vault so i i really thought there would have been i I don't know how many lawsuits took place from the airplanes crashing into the into the buildings and allowing the terrorists to go in you know to kind of break in there easily because they could but i thought i'm surprised there's not more lawsuits from this because i remembered in and you probably don't remember this at all before that like a few years prior there was some kind of an african airline you know nigerian or whatever and there's probably a video of this on the on the YouTubes of uh, there was a couple that was on a on a beach somewhere and they were on a honeymoon or there was I don't know what they were doing. They were hanging out, having drinks on some beach on the I believe the west coast of Africa somewhere. And here comes this big 767 and it's flying real low and they go, what the hell's going on? Whatever. And it and then you could see it kind of catch a wingtip and boom, cartwheeled. And it wasn't that far away. Off, Shit. Yeah. It was a kind of a violent thing. Well, that's because there were a couple of whatever they were nationalist terrorists from some country in, in Africa with knives, I believe got into the cockpit and took control of the plane or something like that. And I thought, and that was a couple of years prior to nine 11. Yeah. You'd think when you see how easy it is to do that. Right. But, but then again, I mean, so, so I was thinking, I put those together. And I went, man, if I, if I were a family member from the nine 11 incident, I'd have brought that up and said, "Why didn't you guys do anything after this incident?" Yeah, no shit. That's I, a good point. Yeah, if I really wanted to really. Make, or like, what about uh, the air the air disaster movies that were like peppered throughout the nineties? Passenger fifty seven, right? And uh, like Air Force One and shit like that. Of like, hey, well, maybe we should like Passenger fifty seven is like is, is a perfect example of of a movie that is ex- that is showing you 
these are the things that will make this this situation come to a head, so to speak. Right. Maybe we should fix that. That came out like five years before 9-11. Right. It was seen, we, we just like to have more freedom and that kind of stuff. And we don't. And we, we say how free we are, but we're really not. Well, look, security yeah, is hired. It's and, fucked up, man. In the security theater that they have. I, oh, I hate that shit. Yeah. That comedian. The stand, I can't remember the name of the stand-up comedian. I want to say his last name is Kleinman. He's like an up-and-comer. He has this funny bit, and he's like, "Yeah, so I go to you want to hear how ridiculous he was. He was overseas. It was at the Scotland Comedy Festival or Edinburgh. I think it's Edinburgh. It is a big comedy festival. Mm-hmm. And uh, they, he's like, this is how dumb we are over in America. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is gonna be good. Yeah. He said, I go to the airport to fly here, and they confiscated my toothpaste because it could potentially be a bomb, and so they throw it in a trash can with other things that could potentially be bombs." In in the most like the most populated, densely populated area of the airport is where they dispose of the stuff that could be bombs. Where all the people are crammed in for security. Where all the people are crammed in there. Like, <clears throat> like you could. He, he said, if I'm if I was going to be a terrorist, I'm not going to take over a plane. They already did that a long time ago. If I was a terrorist, I would show up with a bomb and throw it into the thing that oh, has a whole bunch of other bombs. I was going to say, you know, the most vulnerable for a while that I, I felt were the long, long ass security lines. Yeah. If you were really going to fuck up some airports, you could just. Get one of these big lines with the big cattle going back and forth. Welcome and back just, to the red flag edition of yes, <laughs> <laughs> and blow yourself up in a TSA like, line. That's I don't what even. You gotta oh do. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I, I wonder Sorry. if we're gonna we're officially. I mean, you're already on a watch list. Here come the helicopters. But, yeah. <laughs> no, we're not gonna hear it. Oh, it's, it's gonna true. be just do silent, silent black helicopters. It's gonna come right through here, which people. exists. Oh yeah. Have yeah. you have you ever been like in their presence? I've I've seen video of it, and if it was un, if, as long as it was undoctored, right. like they are pretty quiet. There was supposed to be one during the uh, during the uh, Osama uh, raid. Was supposed to be one of the more quieter helicopters coming in. Yeah, well, it wasn't very them. quiet when it crashed. No, that's it. It was okay. Right that to is the not point, a funny joke. I'm sorry. Right up to the point where they uh, wrecked. It kind of reminds me of, uh, of I think in submarines they're supposed to be very kind of a quiet space. Yeah, they have what's called the during the Cold War they have what was called the Comrade Award or something like that for Hoover makes the loudest noise during the month. <laughs> that sounds like the Navy, right? And, the and Comrade they, Award or something like that. I, I, someone's going to correct. <laughs> that this sounds sentence. about right. But I, I heard this. <laughs> they, they were doing the interview with a bunch of the people, and there was a news or some kind of a documentary. They were talking to the and the chef one day said, "Yeah, I, I got that award." Well, what happened? Well, I had this big rack of uh, we're pulling them out and moving this big rack of cookies or all these aluminum trays, and somehow it got jammed up, and the whole thing just went. Aluminum trays and a metal metal hulled submarine. Oh my god! He won the Comrade Award. Yeah, I bet he did. The Comrade Award. I have a couple friends that were on subs. I'd ask them if they if that's what it's called or something like that. It's it's similar. It sounds about right. The Comrade Award. And maybe this one ship was only doing it because they thought was funny, but it seemed like it was a thing that they would do. You know, try to lighten the uh, the humor, lighten the humor, something like that. The nineties were amazing for uh, movies. They were, yeah. I don't think there's another single decade that produced more classics. Eh. Christopher Nolan from like say 2005 to like 2015 Christopher Nolan kind of fucking destroyed it pretty prolific Cause, well because yeah. 05 to 15 he had those three Batman movies mm-hmm. uh, Interstellar Inception yeah and what else? there's got to be something else too but all five of those are in the IMDB top 100 mm-hmm. like the but anyway yeah the 90s because you got Jesus we start at the beginning. We got Jesus. Dances. We got Jesus. We got Dances with Wolves. Yeah. 
Uh, Forrest Gump, Pulp Fiction, uh, Reservoir Dogs, yeah, all the Kevin Smith, all the the the, the brilliant Kevin Smith movies in the, yep. from the nineties. Four of them, I four yep. or five in the nineties. Um, Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. Was that in the early nineties? Yeah, had to be, yeah. I mean, but then you got crazy classics that nobody remembers that I watched the other night. Firestorm. Do you remember <laughs> that with uh, mm. Howie Long? He oh, played a so. he played a wildland firefighter, a smoke jumper. Oh, that okay. ended up, he jumped in. Always? Was that in the 90s? Always was. Probably early 90s? 89, I oh, think. Almost. I think it was. Almost. Not quite 90s. I think Not of quite. Fire, Close. That reminded me of it because he said Fire Jumper. Uh, yeah, Firestorm was a shit movie. I just remember getting really, really high and going to see it. And my friends and I were like, I'm so glad we got that good weed. It was not good weed, but we're, we thought it was because we were like fucking 15 or sure. whatever. But yeah, that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, Hunt for Red October, I think it was. Yeah, Hunt for Red October was like 1990. Yeah. Then you had yeah. um, Crimson Tide, which is hands down one of my favorite movies. And Crimson Tide, when that came out, I was like, I'm going to watch this over and Speaking over. Speaking of Tide, maybe Prince of Tides. Prince of Tides? Prince of Tides. Yeah, I think yeah, so. It's, yeah, it's, a, it's, a, psychology, it's a good movie. Psychologist. Somebody's a psychologist, right? It's Nick, a Nick Barbara's Trisand. Nick no- oh, Babs. She's that? such a hoe. Yeah, that, and that's when that's when uh, when uh, when uh, Mike Myers would do the uh, coffee talk on on SNL. Oh God, Prince of right. Tides. Let's talk about of, let's just Barbara, Barbara. Yeah, she. Oh God, the Holy Roman Empire was neither holy nor Roman nor an empire. Discuss. <laughs> and then the time that Babs showed up, she showed up because we were talking about Prince of Tides, and there it, was they did they didn't tell the cast that they were going to have her show up. I would shit a brick during the like, during the show coffee talk. Re- re- remember, remember <laughs> when you were <laughs> can't. Uh, who else showed? Oh, Madonna. Madonna showed up on that one too. That's right. Madonna kicked ass in the nineties too. She was. She was. Yeah. She was a big star. Yeah. Oh, one of my favorite. One of my pop star. Pop star. Oh, the nineties was that's when uh, Live Aid, right? No. Oh, God that was damn. 80 that was 88 Good or something. Lord. That was 84. It was 85. God damn it. Sorry about that. Was there was 85. another big thing though that was happened during it was Farm Aid. Okay. I mean, I think there was they continued on with Farm Aid in the in the 90s. Okay. But there was Woodstock 94. Okay. And okay. then there was Woodstock 99, which was right. Woodstock 94 was really cool and then Woodstock 99 was horrible. Yeah. It was it, it was overpriced. They had it at an old Air Force base like they had like it was just all these all these bad things combined with the heat, and then it rained exactly the same way as it did back in 1969, <laughs> but in an area that didn't have it had even worse drainage mm-hmm. apparently. So, like, I remember Green Day. Green Day played a set, and they got mud thrown at them. They started getting real fucking mad, so they just stopped playing and started throwing the mud back. <laughs> and, I mean, point blank from the stage, just full on boom, hitting people, yeah. and that just got the crowd all worked up even more. Limp Biscuit played. Um, Ugh, Limp Biscuit. Jesus Christ. Limp Biscuit <laughs> played um Break Stuff was the name of the song. Mm-hmm. And uh people did. And then they lit fires. Oh good. But the plan was they handed out candles to people for the chili peppers closing it out, right? Mm-hmm. They closed out that's <laughs> what they gave people implements to light things on fire easier than just a lighter. You keep saying fire, and I'm thinking the 90s. Now I'm thinking Beavis and Butthead. Oh, God damn it. Because that was pretty yeah. big in the 90s. Shit. Fire. Fire. Y'all, man, the goddamn Porky's butthole. <laughs> <laughs> Folks, that I, I might have to figure out a link Mike to Judge. it, but Mike Judge invented, he, he, you know, he, he, he came up with Beavis and Butthead is how he got a start, and then King of the Hill. 
he did the movies uh, Office Space and Idiocracy mm-hmm. and uh, now uh, Silicon Valley. Yep. Like, he's just a brilliantly funny guy. And if you don't remember Beavis and Butthead, fucking go and find him. You can find all the episodes on YouTube mm-hmm. um, because it is not available to stream fucking anywhere legally. Nope. Uh, I looked for it. But I will be downloading all of the seasons, and we will definitely sit around and watch them. But he does that. He, he was talking that we... It was an old interview. It wasn't the old one that you were looking for, but it was an old one yeah. originally. It was what what it was is he he was talking about how he came up uh, with the voice of Boomhauer mm-hmm. on King of the Hill, mm-hmm. and it was some guy that called. There was a voicemail. I didn't know that there was a phone number. Yeah, and what what talk show was this on though? It was uh, it was Letterman. Oh, it was, or no, it was a Jimmy Kimmel. Right. Yeah, right, he was, on, was, he was on Jimmy Kimmel. And or, Galifianakis yeah. was on there as a prior as a former. He was he was on the sofa. Waiting. Zach Galifianakis can could Loses not stop laughing. <laughs> He said, uh, yeah, I had this uh, this guy call in and leave a message, and you hear uh, Galifianakis go, I'm sorry I did that. Like like he was the guy. Yeah. This guy left me a message. He was complaining about Beavis and Butthead, but he thought the name of the show was Porky's Butthole. <laughs> so I still, he's like, I still have the message. And at that and that's point. Where he got, that's where he adopted the voice. From, yeah, and yeah. he's like, yo, come on, man. Y'all play that damn Porky's butthole trying to get hold of you for two weeks from playing that goddamn <laughs> Porky butthole show, and it was just perfect. Zach lost it. Yeah, I Freaking me too, because it. it's like a minute and a half long clip, and I'm just yeah. like practically pissing myself. Beavis and Butthead was like, it just it it almost reinforced being a teenage dipshit because when that came out, I was about the same age as those guys. Mm-hmm. And it was bad, and you had everybody, huh, 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 this, this sucks. And you're like, eh, hey, butthead. Like, you, people just constantly right. imitating them. And, and it got to a point where it was part of the common vernacular. It was. To where people just had an accent, and they sounded like Beavis or Butthead or both. Yeah. It was, it was fucking strange. But then you had, like, then some kid, because he was, he was screaming, fire, fire, and, like, loved playing with fires. Beavis like that, right? Yes. Some kid lit himself on fire burn himself up and said he was like oh yeah beavis told me to do it and they're like well now you can't say fire I'm like wow he would just go yeah like you didn't yeah. th- that was their way around it was like now instead of him saying fire it sounds like he's gonna say fuck but he doesn't say fuck right. which is even worse the uh uh what was the so how, if you can't buy what you probably buy i guess episodes or something like that but are they still playing reruns on MTV, do you know? Or they don't play music on MTV anymore, so like okay. I don't think so. I, you know what? They, I know that they did. They, MTV has a whole, they have like a handful of other channels. They have MTV Two and they have MTV Classic, uh, which MTV Classic we get at the brewery, and I, I'll throw it on there. So what I'm just saying is, is they're protecting. So I don't think so. They're protecting all the episodes. I'm thinking, okay, well they're probably making money some other way with it then, but maybe they're not right now. Maybe I don't know. You know, just wonder if they're running them somewhere. I think that uh, I know that you can buy it on DVD. It's just not streaming anywhere. Like you can't. I, I will. I take that back. You're saying they really don't play music anymore on MTV. I mean, and they, they actually don't, don't. They really just don't play a lot of music on MTV. I think I watch MTV, and I cannot think of the last year. I know they sometimes do. I think they still do like late at night. Okay. Yeah, that was a real. Yeah, that sucked. Like when VH1 became cooler than MTV. That's that's oh, yeah. not me getting old. That's just me wanting to watch music on music television. Yeah. Uh, and then it just kind of it got shitty. But I'm still. Nostalgic for the golden era, the 80s and 90s of uh, of MTV. The yeah. tail end of the 90s, they started doing Total Request Live with Carson Daly and shit like that. Like that, 
that's when things kind of got to be a little. But and back to your original question of the anyway. best decade, I never ever thought about that. But I would say now that you've posed that, because I can go back and then forward from there. And when I was moving here and other bullshit stuff was going on here, and then my father and mother passed away and things like that. So I would say, yeah, I would say that the 90s in general was the more most positive easygoing-ish, not a lot of tragedy in my family, and you know what I mean? The, mm-hmm. the good music and going out to some fun places, uh, Buckhead, you know. Bar. But I, I don't, I don't, I never, I never think back nostalgically with it and go, oh man, I wish I had that back again. I'm always thinking forward. You know, I'm doing yeah. something new, but I never go back and look at it and go, I, oh. I, I think you can be nostalgic without wanting to be back there because I don't wish I was still in the 90s. Yeah. I wish I could tell my my younger self maybe do some, you know, take better care of your body, do this, do this, mm-hmm. you know, um, try and get along with your stepdad better. Things things right. I look back and go, I was such a fucking shithead. Right. You know, but I don't wish I was back there. Some people think that, like, God damn, there's people that just are stuck. They're stuck in, like, high school. Oh. Like, their high school was their golden years. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, are you kidding me? If I, that was the case for me, I'm lame as fucking asshole. I remember life. when I was in that, well, you're in your, your late 30s now, but I remember when I was in my mid-30s. I remember people that would, that would honestly still talk about high school, how it was the best times that they ever had. I'm going, I just want to get the fuck out. I was ready to do something else. You know, I just, I mean, it was okay, but I never, ever looked back in high school once and thought, God, I wish I were, was back there and how awesome it was. Just yeah, didn't. I heard some uh, somebody. This this was really funny because it was a mixed group of people, mixed ages, genders, everything, uh, at the hospital late, early, or early in the morning, late at night, or whatever. And we were standing around. And somebody said, "Man, I don't know about you guys, but junior high was the absolute best time of my life." And we all just looked at him like, "What?" I've never heard anybody say that ever. ever period. End of sentence. And she's like, "Really? I just." I had so much fun, and me and the girls would play, and we were doing this, and we were cheerleaders, and I was in soccer, and I'm like, oh, yeah. You know why you had fun? Because it was you that made all of us normal people fucking miserable. And she's <laughs> like, what? Like, you were super popular, right? And she's like, well, I mean, I don't know. Like, fine. Now, you, you, were you super popular? You had nice clothes and all that? And she's like, well, yeah. Like, I had those things. And but see, like, did you have? Did your parents buy you a car when you turned sixteen? She's like, they bought me the car when I was fifteen and a half, so that I had incentive. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. See, this is I think that's a, the person. I think Adam Carolla or someone talks about this. He goes, yeah, if you were one of those ones that peaked in high school, <laughs> you know, that, that's what you know. Then from ever since then, it hasn't been as good. You, you can't peak too early. That's right. The problem. Right. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> uh, real quick yeah. before I forget, because I almost did. I got a text from someone, one of our listeners, mm-hmm. and I want to I want to bring it up to you, to me, yeah, briefly, just to see, just to kind of see, maybe what you have to say. Okay. Roger Waters is better than David Gilmore. Go fuck yourselves. That's from Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's trying to bring this debate back up again. No, we we talked about it on the podcast, and he right. was listening. He did text me. It was like about a week ago. Yeah, it was like uh, Thursday. I never I, said I, Roger Waters is better than David Gilmore. You definitely said Roger. You prefer, you said you prefer Roger Waters to David Gilmore. No, hold on, no, hold on. Thing. You know he he he's the lyricist behind all this. So shit. this is what I told what I text him back. Roger Waters is a better songwriter and overall musician arranger. Gilmore is hands down the better guitarist and vocalist. No, I totally agree that's, with that. That and and, and you know, but that's my opinion. Also, happy birthday, America, because <laughs> it was July Fourth. Oh, and, that was but, okay. So it, I think that's a. I think that's a. a, a 
I think he, I don't know that he's trying to start a debate. Yeah. Because I don't know that there is a debate there because of what I what like what I said and you agreed with was that he's a Roger Waters is a better uh he's just a he's better at orchestrations yeah, he, and he's, he's just a arranger, better songwriter. He's, he's, yeah. Yeah. And then there's Gilmore. I've never seen Gilmore. I've seen Waters and uh and uh well. Yeah. Well. I never saw Pink Floyd. I just saw Roger Waters. I've just seen Waters several times. How come you never saw Pink Floyd in the seventies? God. I mean, I, I, I was. I know you were this. like you were. You because know, you were young. I don't think they really toured around like when I when, during that time period in the Atlanta area or whatever. I just like, don't think they. I'm just kind of surprised. Like the Wall, like that tour would have still been going on after you graduated high school. So it wasn't like access. You know what I mean? Like you didn't have a car or I, something like I that. I don't think they really, it would have definitely had to been a road trip somewhere like pretty, gotcha. pretty far road trip, which I could have done, but I was also spent time in Germany there a couple of different summers during, during uh, that time period during the early eighties, late seventies and stuff like that. So I don't know. I, I can't explain that one, but if they do it, we talked about this, if they go to the actual, the wall South of us here, not going to miss that one. I, <laughs> That would be such an epic concert. Yeah. He's got to do it soon. He's getting old, man. He's almost 75, I think. I think he's older than 75. You think so? I thought we looked it up, and he was 72 when we saw him a couple years ago. Well, that was a couple years ago. Well, that would be 74 now. Excuse me. I'm doing my math. 72. I think he's 70. All right, Joe, look it up, and then we're going to get the fuck out of here. Oh, yeah? I mean, I don't have to do anything but go back to work tomorrow. Oh, you're working tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, your 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 offness is done. My offness is done. Okay. It's been. This is day eleven. Wow. Off, yeah, yeah. It's one really? of the nice, and I only took three three vacation days. Wow. Because I can schedule it that way. Yeah. All right. Roger Waters is. Mm. Do, 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 do. He's seventy five. Three. He'll be seventy six in September. Ha <laughs> ha. Relax. Wow. Disturbs, Dave Draymond sings national anthem in Israel, calls Roger Waters, quote, a very sick man. What? Wait. Okay, so washed up. he's actually sick? Or washed he... up rock star says uh, OG rock star is a sick man. <laughs> washed up rock star says OG. Yeah. <laughs> the, quote, the man is so wrapped up in his own psychosis. Well, sure. That's how all these albums came out. Oh, my God. Oh, you know why he's mad? No. Dave Draymond's Jewish, and he addressed the crowd. And in, in, oh, uh, yeah, I I forgot about that. Right. So he's hardcore pro Israel, and Roger Waters is it's like like fuck all you people. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I think Roger Waters is just like a crazy. He's just a crazy, angry old man. But he's always been a crazy, angry old man. Yeah, since he was like in his twenties. Yeah, but now he's like grown into <laughs> grown into he, it. They real grown into this I mean, full he's, persona. He's brilliant, you know, yeah. but like it's. Well, he's he's anti any kind of bullshit war, any, any side yeah. that perpetuates it whatsoever. He's like fuck you. Yeah, he hates hates high level politicians and corporate stuff and things like that. So yeah, good old Roger, who got rich off of that stuff though. Like, well, he did, but see, that's the people. But he did, but he did something good with his money. So that's it. Keeps people happy. They go, well, if they hate corporations and hate pollution, they shouldn't fly around on jet planes and. Tour. I, I, I don't like that argument. I think it's total bullshit. It is bullshit, especially considering he does stuff like Willie does. Right. Like, he'll he'll have tour buses. When he does, like, he, they have alternative fuels as much as possible. Mm. Um, he rents, uh, I know Roger Waters, as much as possible will, will rent whenever he rents cars. 
mm-hmm. to go anywhere like when he's in you know doing whatever whatever he does when he's not touring yeah. he he rents electric cars exclusively he's always electric really? cars stuff okay. like that yeah just because he knows that he has to fly in a jet all the time hey and he's trying to counterbalance things in the world which well, is i think is we great. need to figure out i wanted to, i i totally fucked up like this it had a, we needed to figure out if we can rent i'm sure we can a, a model s in vegas what do you want to do with that model? Drive S? it around fast and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, it's like a really pretty. Drill. I've been in an S, but not driven an S, and I want to drive yeah. an S. Yeah, especially before you buy one. And I want to. I'm gonna have to ask Ashley tomorrow if we can if I can rent a P100D. Oh see if God. those are available. It's the fastest production car on the planet, bro. We're just gonna drive around for hours, just under trying to figure out how what all works. How does this happen? How do we do this? What, yeah, right. Can I, can I do burnouts? All right. So. Yeah. No, well, then let's do it. If you or anyone uh, in your family or anyone you know out there in podcast land has or can get a hold of a P100D, uh, let us know. It's a Tesla Model be, X. You can uh, you can rent Coon, not Countach, excuse me. You can like, like Mar- I don't Mar- have Mar- a time machine, so I can't rent a Countach. Mar- Lago, Lamborghini or whatever kind of shit. Any kind of Ferrari. You can rent yeah. that kind of shit in Vegas. Yeah, no, of You've got to be able to rent a Model S. You should be able they probably just You probably just go to the Tesla dealership and be like, can we just... They go probably, for a test drive. Well, we had to, we had to do cl- appointments. I think they closed those down, though. On, on a oh, did they? Them. A lot of them, they did. Oh. Those service center places and stuff. Oh, shit. I, or the place something. where I got yelled at for taking, taking a picture. picture. Yeah. But dorks. Dorks. Uh, All right, so one, one last reminder. The 90s uh, party. Is it Blackbridge? Blackbridge Brewery this Saturday, this July 13th. Saturday, July 13th. The Swillers are playing all of your 90s hits, your favorite 90s hits. Oh, they are? And uh, we're going to have costume contests. I think it was a DJ. No. Class of 99 Reunion is a DJ. Oh, okay, never mind. So the Swillers are playing. Nice. Swillers are playing, yes. Okay. You're going to be gone. I'm you're going to miss it. I'm not going to be here. Suck ass. Oh, I got to go make money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to the South in the summertime and complain about how it's fucking sweat. Like I'm just going to go there and just charge. So I will come back there and charge $100,000 to fix this airplane so I can drop by and then buy a Tesla. On on <laughs> do it on the way back, Mister. You can Mister. Gaines writes his own check. You can. You're no. a fucking rock star in the industry, man. I, I need to buy. I seriously. I I, I really want to buy. I really want to buy an S. If I'm gonna do that, it's gonna be a P100D. That's it. I'm not gonna buy if I can do it. But talking about this fall, everybody's falling asleep now. This fall about a complete re, not a refresh, but a redo for the Model S. A complete body change. Oh, really? That's what they're. That's what the rumors are. Huh? Like September, October, something like that. Huh. This is kind of an old. Right it, it's been around since the body style was 12, 2011 or, two, or 12. 12. Yeah, so it's not new anymore. Nope, it's, it's not. still gorgeous. It's still beautiful. Do you remember the what was the uh, the nineties electric car? Oh, what, what well, the fuck was that? Well, before Chevy? that, they had the yeah, it was a Chevrolet. The ones that they scrapped, shit bomb. Yeah, they looked like shit. It was uh impact or no the uh something something like yeah something the like that. cyclops it was not the cyclops <laughs> the chevy cyclops <laughs> it was That's uh, a terrible name for a car Why, what what is the god let's look that up one more just one more, then we'll look. One more thing <sighs> can we look one loose like this episode is the one where joe chevy, looks everything up it was something like like Im, impulse not impulse impulse impact not the impact that's a horrible name for a car impact um, the sh- it was a Chevrolet though. Uh, Chrysler had a bunch of minivans or vans that were electric powered. Also, Steve told us about that. Steve Redman said they chopped those up too. Yeah, yeah, they I don't chopped know. everything up. Yeah, I heard. 
him, uh, he said he, he had lots of horrible things to say about the industry back then and yeah. the government subsidies and things and like that. How they were trying to kill The it. GM EV1. That's what it was. That's the one I was trying to think of. Wow. That is the one. Yeah. You are correct. It was correct. built on the Saturn chassis, and then they just made it look stupid from there. Uh, it was just really shitty looking fender skirts. It's like they saw yeah. like a rendering of what the Honda element or Honda um, Insight was going to be. The oh, that's what's the inside looks really impact. stupid. So the um and the people that had those that that were yeah, yeah that, that's, that's really it. just lame looking. But anyway, they were people that had those really were horribly sad and pissed off because they like even though those suck compared to a Tesla. They were they, they loved them. They loved them. Yeah, yeah. They, people loved them. And then they took them back because they were only on lease. Yep, that's right. I remember that. Yep, back in the nineties when everything was leased. All right, man. All right, it's time. Be Paul needs to go to bed. Saturday, Blackbridge Saturday. Thank you for listening. Okay, bye bye. Bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.